I'm just dreading whatever shitty pop song I'm gonna have to put in the front of this hey, intro for the soundtrack. The was a lot better in this was one. Was a brutal. It was better than it was brutal. in the other ones. I'll edit that out, but what? The soundtrack is brutal. Oh. Yes. Oh, so if that's the thing you actually edit out. I'm actually gonna be more mad. Okay. Well, hello everybody. Welcome back to the Film Buds podcast. This is episode number 34, and my name is Henry. 34? Yeah. God. Brand. 34. <laughs> barely a day has gone by. I'm Brayden. Brayden. I'm Chloe. Chloe, yeah. <laughs> uh, and so thank you for joining us. Uh, it's going to be a great big show. Uh, we're going to be talking about the concluding chapter of the acclaimed Fifty Shades of Grey trilogy, Fifty Shades Freed. And then we're also going to be doing a retro review of the South Korean uh, erotic mystery drama from 2016, The Handmaiden, which got some, I guess, Oscar nominations and was... You said that at the Chelsea, right? Yes, we yeah. did. Yeah. And it was at the Toronto, Toronto International Film Festival. Then we also have some news and plenty of listener questions this week. Uh, so thank you so much for joining us. How's uh? Did they actually did they actually write in and send us some questions this week? Oh yeah, we, yeah we got 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 a, got a handful. Sassy. <laughs> well, we only had the word question last week. Yeah, we got. Oh, I'm actually, disappointed. Chloe, the fans were letting me down. I'll I'll show you off air, but did you get my email that I sent you yesterday? Yeah. That was pretty intense. I'll I'll I'll, like I'll, a, I'll show it to you off like air. Just like a six paragraph. Yeah. Question. Really. Yeah. yeah. Anyhow, was it filled with vitriol or, or, or glowing praise, or is it just like six paragraphs? It's all of... just how great I am. Yes. Okay. <laughs> anyway, anyways. It's not, it's a joke. Did one. your sister write it? No. No? Jim would never write about how great I am. Okay. <laughs> Salt in the wound. <laughs> <laughs> well, how's, how's everybody doing? Okay, all things considered. I'm not sick this week, so that's always a bonus. Good. I'm not sick either. All right, then. I had my uh, delayed Galentine's with my best friend this morning, so that was good. We both dressed appropriately. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Happy Valentine's Day to everybody. You too. Well, I'll just do that to the listeners, but... <laughs> we love you all. Yeah, we're recording here on Valentine's Day, so... We send you flowers, but we don't have your addresses. Yeah. And that's good, because restraining orders. And you don't have ours. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Is it bad that he was thinking about stalking? I was thinking about how much money that would cost. Just Both. Everybody mm. Lots of problems. I went to a dark place. You <laughs> <laughs> went to a practical place. <laughs> That's where I like to go. Yeah. Well, Braden, how you doing? Uh, any, doing art these days? Yeah. Normal. <laughs> <laughs> you seem more chipper than usual. Uh, why? Why? It might be because you're not sick for the first time in twelve years. Yeah, that's always nice. Henry got a haircut. You didn't notice. I did notice, but it's not in a guy's nature to run around. That's true. Oh, you got a nice hair. That looks good on you. You look great with that. That's yeah. nice. It's, it's not a, it's not a guy not our thing. style. No? No. Mm. Little kids do it. Like, I got a haircut. And the <laughs> only people who acknowledged it were all the little kids. They freaked out. So there you go. Mm. And my friends, I guess. But Fair enough. Lady friends. I never realized that was a thing. Lady the, friends? The guys don't acknowledge haircuts. Well, I mean, occasionally. 
if it's striking, like yeah, like <laughs> if I if I went for a buzz cut, yeah, like if I, I if I had shoulder length hair and, I was, and then I shaved that it, it's like, okay. oh, did you get a haircut by chance? Yeah, that's <laughs> like you should see my high school pictures. Actually, I had long hair. Yeah, I had super long hair in high school. I did uh, not. <laughs> no. No. Oh. <laughs> also, would be less exciting if I did. So. Well, that's true. I guess because you're female, it's expected. I don't know. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Peer pressure, eh? <laughs> but yeah. Oh, I should say all my uh, financial troubles from last week are resolved. Oh, the, the the identity theft issue. Yes, I got I got the money got the money back and I got the new card. So. Thank heavens. Yeah. Yeah. So it's all good. So thank you, SunTrust. <laughs> Huzzah! Hooray for consumer protection. Shout out to SunTrust. Yeah. Uh, so. Cool. Well, uh, anything... I forgot your present again. Oh, butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Jeez. Darn. Well, uh, any... Anything else y'all want to mention? Or should we just get into... Fi- no. I, I, just, I mean, I just kind of want to pull the band-aid off and get, get the damn review over with. That's fair enough. That's how I feel so. every week. <laughs> You just want to get to the list. No, so I mean, some of the reviews I really immensely enjoy. Window. Oh, they're gone. Is that the mail guy? I don't know. No, it doesn't look like (laughs) it. Some joker. I think it's someone who went to the wrong house and realized it. I've done that. We've all done that. Hmm. No. Some of the reviews I can't. I I I want to get into immediately because I really want to discuss the film. I'm I'm still sad that I missed Phantom Thread because I really wanted to talk about that. I wish I missed the movie. I didn't, it, it wasn't awful, it wasn't my favorite, but I, there was a lot to discuss there. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is just like, you know, I want a couple of words and done, move on to the next <laughs> thing. I mean, it's, I'll wait till we get into the review. That's fair enough. Uh, yeah, well, I think people are, have been frothing at the mouth to hear everybody talk about this yeah. one. So, yeah. um, let's get into our review of. Fifty Shades Freed, and we have a clip, so take a listen. I tried emailing you. It bounced. There's no Anastasia Gray at SIP. I know. Anna Steele is the name I use at work. I need to have my own identity here. People already think I got to where I am because of you. But you didn't. You got this through hard work and talent. Why does it matter what you call yourself? Who gives... Apparently, you do. Would you change your name for me? Yes. I've meant that much to you. Okay. I'll think about it. You will? Yeah. That's how this works. Remember? Talk, listen, work stuff out. Now get lost. I gotta find my author. And you need to shave. <laughs> I'll pick you up a five. I might not be done by then. My boss's boss's boss is kind of a pain in the ass. <laughs> Fifty Shades Freed is directed by James Foley and stars Dakota Johnson, Jamie Dornan. Uh, Mercedes Harden. Mark, what? Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. Oh man. Oh, that. It's unfortunate. That uh, other, that lady who's famous. 
Rita Ora. Yeah. That's the only name on the cast. Right, that I, look at you. Well, it's the only name on the cast that I, I wow. recognized. Mm. I don't know why I recognize her name, but I recognize her name. You love her music, Brayden. Do don't. I? Oh, yeah. Wait, there's somebody else. I feel like it doesn't matter. Also, I was right. There is a fourth book from his perspective. Thank goodness. I, it's Please, yeah. please don't make it into a movie. I don't know how you could... It's the exact same story. So I guess the... Can I read the plot synopsis real quick? Yeah. Maybe right, we'll so the... see him in <laughs> So the plot synopsis yeah. is Anastasia and Christian get married, but Jack Hyde continues to threaten their relationship. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... Uh, it's so funny. Uh... Now, Chloe, are you a closet Fifty Shades fan? No. Okay. <laughs> Nor am I one out of any closets. Just not a fan. <laughs> no. Period. Inside closets, or outside? Closets Ooh, not involved. Inside or outside closets? Henry thought I was a Twilight fan, and I'm not. Because she always mentions Robert Pattinson. Cedric Diggory. It's not hard yeah. to figure out. Thank you, Brayden. Yeah, he was he was Cedric Diggory. In, in yeah. Robert I'm aware. <laughs> but I'm not. It, Twilight person. Gee whiz. My I mean, I like Robert Pattinson. He was awesome in Good Time. That doesn't necessarily mean I'm a Twilight person. Yeah. You're a Twilight fan. <laughs> 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 Edward all the way. So, uh, well... Well, you had only seen this one, right? No, I had seen the first one. Oh, I don't... I saw the second one because I, we thought it was the third one. We thought we found it online. I watched it with my friends Mary and Meg, who are kind enough to watch it with me. Mm-hmm. Even though I think Mary kind of wanted to watch it anyway. But we thought it was the third one because we're stupid. Or at least I was stupid. And then, so then we saw the third one in theaters. But, but no, I unfortunately had to watch the first one back when it came out because I was writing for a movie news site. Mm-hmm. And they asked me to review it, so. You must have been very confused with this one. Not anymore. Did you know who the dude was? The bo- the bad guy? Jacqueline Hyde. <laughs> Because he was a deal in the second one. Yeah, no, I mean, I. It, it doesn't matter. It's all bad. For the most it's part, that's, that's why I got confused in much of this is because I haven't seen the first two, yeah. and it actually does require some context. So I had to refer to a bunch of spoiler reviews to yeah. actually put the film into a greater context. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Oof, just not so good. Which, I mean, obviously a trilogy, you're you're gonna have you know you couldn't watch you couldn't begin Harry Potter with Goblet of Fire or you or. No. You know, Prisoner of Azkaban or something. So well, I understand, but I mean, this would be much more easily understood, though. I mean, there's I, just nothing there. I think you yeah. can watch it and have not really need to. Almost, it's so. That's how I feel about pretty, them in general. It's well, pretty mindless, so it's like <laughs> that's the, the. I mean, that's the thing for me is is you watch the film and, and even without the context, you go, I don't know what's going on, and then a second later, you go. I don't really give a flying fuck because it's yeah. so garbage anyways. <laughs> yeah, basically. I mean, oh, there's a plot. Oh, no, wait, it's a really horrible plot. I yeah. don't care. Every, yeah. There's almost well, a, Henry thought there was more plot than I did. I no, thought there was just nothing. No, see, see what I... Now, maybe if you see the first one, you, you, I don't know if you'll think differently, but in the first one, literally nothing happens. Uh, it, there's, just, there's just nothing. And this, at least, there was like... A couple car chases. There's like you know stuff like they that. They were that's... so stupid. Also, oh, these oh, they are. I'm no. sorry, that car chase was terrible. No, no, these the movies most... are not feminist in the least, oh, no. especially with uh, the car. Just, I was saying, at least I don't care if it's mindless, completely dumb, doesn't make sense. At least there was well done. stuff happening. Okay. It doesn't have to be good. Just no, I didn't like the movie, <laughs> but I was at least like, okay, they're trying to weave in and out of traffic. That's something. Or. <laughs> 
You know, there's a yeah. there's a plot leisurely weed, <laughs> a crime plot near the end. You know, just stuff like that. That was like, okay, I'll try and let this. It's so dumb. Of course it is. Yeah. Incredibly dumb. Also, wait, are we not allowed to have spoilers? Because even though it's really stupid, we should still respect that it's a movie. No, I mean, this is... How big of a spoiler? It's not that big of a spoiler. Just go for it. I mean, honestly. If anybody ever sees this film, ever. (laughs) (laughs) There were so many plot holes, and the biggest one, for me, was that, you know, he, like, breaks into her apartment. I think it's in the trailer. He, like, breaks into her apartment or whatever, right? There are two body... She has two bodyguards. She's with the cute one, who should probably actually be Christian Grey. We all decided that was a thing. Are you a Christian fan? No. I like Jamie Dornan. Really? He was, no, he's, he? he's I don't so know. bad in this. He's so bad. Okay, but anyway, first of all, he, the, the spoiler he, his what? acting the range thing? is, Lesson. it's not A to Z, it's A. <laughs> it's A. Just A. So first of all, there, she has two bodyguards. One's with her. The other one was in the apartment, but he still was in, broken, he still broke into the, well, I mean, the bad guy still broke into the apartment, and all this stuff made no sense. Right. The point is, if you're going to have such a little plot, and which is thereby such a big deal, it should probably be solid, kind of. Well, I mean that, that's that's the point. Is the the whole plot is such a it's it's an afterthought. Mm-hmm. The plot is is not even secondary on the list of things that the author E.L. James was dealing. with. I mean, the plot was like tertiary, or I don't know what the appropriate term for fourth court I don't know, but fourth, fifth, sixth down the list. Oh yeah. I mean, it's it's like. Have some sexy stuff, and then yeah. sex toys, and then something after that, and then well, like the way down the list, it's like oh, plot. not experienced, but the same thing over and over again. Yeah, so that's that's, that's the thing. So this is, I guess, meant to be <laughs> pretty provocative. The sex scenes are so bland. Yeah, it's yeah like they stuff really are. In, I guess we'll talk about the handmaiden and call me by her name. Stuff like that is so much more uh, provocative and yeah. interesting than anything in this. And thing is, it's so repetitive. It just it's like yeah, one plot and yeah. a sex scene, you know, over and over and yes, over. Yes, I mean, it's it's things. you take two beautiful people and you and you make uh, erotic false. sex between the two of them so remarkably dull. But the I thing, also the, don't think well, that's a personal thing, I guess. But the whole time, this is mean, so I probably shouldn't say it. Though. <laughs> Never mind. Okay. Never mind. Um, one thing I will say that was. Uh, haven't seen the first one. I haven't seen the second one, so I, I don't know how he changes. But in this one, at least uh, Christian is at least slightly less creepy because in the first one he acts like the fucking Bjork stalker. Yeah, like he's like shows up in her house <laughs> unannounced, wanting to know why. Like Edward Cullen. That's why it's, uh, it's see, Twilight, but without all the uh, interesting. Dakota stuff. Johnson is Bella. I mean, I I, I mean, I don't. I didn't see the first two films, but if you say that's true, he's creepy. I'd much rather at least a creepy guy because the the guy as he was in this no is a fucking despicable piece no, of but, shit. No, he's the same in the. Well, does, no, the no, no, in the first one, it's worse. Really? Yeah. Yeah, way worse. The first one is much worse. So this one, I was like, he's not a great guy, but I at least found that a little bit better than. Yeah. The first one. Really? And I, I mean, he's I, so I, awful in this. <laughs> yeah, but he's no, just he's, so unmitigatedly terrible. He's just a terrible human being. Oh, well, yeah, but it's He's just... way better than he was in the in the second one. And really? then I guess the first mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Definitely the first one. Because his whole thing is like... Are he, you actually attributing character development to this? Yeah. Oh, my but God. But it doesn't make sense. But it doesn't make It's there, but it's also <clears> stupid. 
really dumb. And then there's this whole thing. I don't know because I didn't see all of them, but my friend Mary knew. I think she said it was just random because she'd read, like, some of the books. I don't know. So, anyway. So, she should feel horrible for No, that. she shouldn't. She's yes. perfect. Be no, quiet, Brayden. She should feel horrible for reading <laughs> Anyway. Anybody who watches or reads any of this, I still, I, was... feel, I still feel dirty. I had to take several baths. <laughs> And I still feel, I mean, I can't even fall back on professional integrity because I'm not getting compensated for this. Well, I'm So I, the fact that I, I, I used money out of my pocket to watch something like this <laughs> makes yeah. me feel makes me feel dirty. There's not enough Aww. water and lie well, well, see, and the, bleach in the world that will... <laughs> see, the one thing I'll say is now, look, I'm, I'm not a fan of this, but I am kind of hypocritical because I can watch the Transformers films. I've seen some of them more than once and I know they're dumb. I know they're stupid and so if you go into this knowing, I know this is dumb but I'm just going to get into it and you can enjoy it. More power to you. Well, also we sat in the front row or like the <clears throat> second to front row because all the creepers were sitting in the very back. Uh-huh. Like there were lots of uh, older couples I had only one in the person back rows. <laughs> yeah, so we sat in the very front because we figured that's where we would least likely disrupt people. I don't know how sound waves work, but that was I mean, our idea. Being who goes to Transformers to get a get their I don't know. <laughs> no, in terms of <laughs> no, not Transformers, Fifty Shades of whatever. Oh. No, <laughs> I was confused. There weren't a bunch of elderly yeah. couples in Transformers. No, I've never seen Transformers, but no, in this one, so we sat in the very front, asked to not disturb mm-hmm. anyone, and we just like talked the whole time about the movie. So it wasn't that bad. Oh, we were, that we makes were whispering. It better. We were whispering. Well, still. We had to go. There's well, just a code of ethics in a theater, and even if the film Nobody is could bad. hear us. You we sure? Were... That's what the, that's what they always say. No, no, that's no, no, what no, they no. always say. Oh, we're not disturbing oh, anybody. Look, we're whispering. And no, I can hear you. you no, can we, still were, hear we were people. so quiet. No, no, no. I'm telling you, they were at the very back. We were at the very front. Were you laughing? You can't help laughing. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. We would have laughed anyway. Were you whisper laughing? <laughs> no, we were full on laughing. Yes. That was not. I can't help that. That's like a bodily function. There's nothing I can do about laughing. We were trying to conceal it. Anyway, the movie and I mean, the music in this one was way better than in the first Rutal. one. That's what Mary was saying. No, way better than in the second one. It's just this lame... I mean, what except was, for this Dane Taylor Justin Swift Timberlake song. and it's like been, all this... JT's in it? I thought so. No, it is... Maybe a knockoff. It's Rita Ora with uh, Liam from One Direction. Well, I mean, there's a bunch of different things, Yeah, but right? that's the main one. And then in the second one, it was Taylor Swift and Zayn Malik, and that mm. was really Ooh. catchy. Wish I'd missed it. Gotta. Sorry, I missed that. It was one. so catchy, they brought it back in this one. Mm. It was, I think, it was but in the end. One thing is the, just in terms of being so dumb, there's the, yeah. um, the scene, the sequence towards the end where Dakota Johnson's having to get in this car, you know, and the guy's like, "Give the driver your phone." Yeah. And she just has. All this other stuff on here, like no one yeah. hats her down or anything. It's like the worst. It, none of it makes the, sense. Yeah, it's it's. Our favorite nonsensical thing, I think, as a group, was that so they get in a fight, right? And so she goes into the room with all the stuff. Yeah. Which has like a big bed, which and is then like also a serial a couch. room. Yeah. Well, they got a big bed and also a couch, and she decides to sleep on the couch. Well, <laughs> and the couch is right next to the bed. And well, she's in a, so well, she's in a state. <laughs> the bed is right there. <laughs> Anastasia's in a state. She's you know? an idiot. Gosh. Oh, wow. oh my Poor word. Thing. Bless I mean, her heart. So many things in this are, are so thoroughly... I mean, the whole film I just found utterly repugnant. Yeah, uh, well, it's... I mean, just... just It's de- it's just depiction of class entitlement. Yeah. It misogyny. Is, uh, yeah. 
Yes. I mean, just on every front, it was just an utterly repugnant film. Yeah. And I mean, it's you you point to this just this one inconsistency, which is utterly inane. But I mean, things like <laughs> well, the whole movie is her sleeping well, on I mean, the couch. Well, I mean, well, the the the, the proverb, yeah. uh, like her job. What is her? What does she do? She's a book editor. When does she ever do any of that? Well, she doesn't actually. Well, exactly. She well, Brandon, if you recall, she talks to one author and then uh, and he Christian gets... And Christian is the one that sets it up, right? Well, yeah, see, that's the thing it. is... No, we don't know. No, all I see is... She's her own, apparently. She's not, her boss. She's not in her office. She's not in her office. She's not in her office. She gets a promotion. She's not in her office. She's not yeah. in her office. She's not in her office. She gets a promotion. Yeah. No, uh, it's all stupid it's yeah. the, to me. I mean, but... I mean, like she's it. she's just jetting around with 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 Mr. Rich entitled guy who, yeah. by the way, didn't actually, from what I understand, work to get any. It's just by pure happenstance he was adopted by a wealthy family. Yeah, it's, yeah. I, don't, yeah. I mean, I mean, at least if it was, you know, this guy pulled himself up by the bootstraps and and you know he's he's a dominating person because he had to dominate the circumstances around him. No, he no, just it's just pure reason. dumb well, fucking he, luck. He had a random. He had that. They never well. I saw two of three, and never explained. Was like he was like abused when he was little by this old lady who he's still friends with. Oh right, no, no, he had, no, he had a. Um, he met know? her briefly he, in this film. He had a, a sexual relationship with her. Well, She's, yeah. Oh, but no, but that's where he got into all the kinky but stuff. But she, was, but Anastasia kept saying that he was a because she was because he was really he was like young. And she oh was yeah, oh yeah, man. Because in the first one, he's reveals that he dated this older woman. Yeah. And she did all this stuff with them. So, yeah. something like that. Well, they use the word abuse, and yeah. nobody cares. Yeah, well, but also, it's like, the it is, in this film, in terms of the sex, you, you would be able to make a PG-13 version so easily and not have yeah. anything change in terms of the story. I mean, which honestly, I think is kind of an well, issue, because... Honestly, they should have just made this, because this will turn children off to sex. They won't want to... <laughs> They watch this. They go, really? It's that boring? Yeah, I would agree. I don't. I don't. I don't want to do that. It's well, no, but I mean, the thing is, I feel like since this is meant to be like that kind of provocative, like, oh, you won't. That's crazy. How weird and it's not that weird, and you should be able the... to incorporate that into the story enough to where it feels integral. But it's yeah. not. It's very yeah tacked on. Yeah, well, I mean, the, really. uh, the whole the whole premise of this is tacked on. I mean, the whole the, the intent of the author was again just salacious scenes mm-hmm. and lots of shocking, naughty sex stuff. Wait, is this a man or a woman who wrote this? It was a woman. E.L. James is a woman. Yeah, okay. who wrote the books? All right. I don't know about them. Uh, yeah, I mean the books. Yeah. No, the screenplay. The fellow that actually wrote the screenplay is her husband. Hmm. <laughs> He's the guy that adapted well, it. Well, she's smart. She's keeping the moolah in the family. Yeah. Yeah. That's smart. One, the one thing that is interesting, or I, I will say I think the first one and this one, the strengths about it, I think the cinematography and the, the production design are actually pretty good. Like, they're, really. like they're, I think the film looks good. I didn't even notice. Like, I mean, I mean, like, I mean that's not enough to not save exciting. it. No, that's, it's, it's easy to make a good-looking film yeah. these days. I, I mean, I agree, but I would say it doesn't have, a film like this doesn't have to make that ever buy I think the film does look good at times. And so it's, yeah. it's not 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 enough to save it, but I guess. I'll I'll give it that. That's and also the I direction. This is directed by I mean he did the last one too, but he did he's done a lot of T V. Like he does House of Cards, mm-hmm. Billions, Twin Peaks. Like he's done a lot of pretty acclaimed and the direction is fine, in it? It's not amazing, but it's 
yeah. serviceable. Yeah. It's cool. not Michael Bay. <laughs> no. Incoherent. I mean, you, know. uh, you were mentioning Transformers earlier. I mean, Transformers, the, the this as a film franchise, it didn't start, it, it wasn't great, obviously, but it began. It was by no means a classic Western cinema, but it was fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yes, the series, the franchise has gone steadily downhill. <laughs> Uh, and by steadily downhill, I mean it dropped off a cliff after about the second one. Mm-hmm. But um, at least you still go in and you can marvel at the sound production. You can marvel at the CG. You can you can enjoy the voice acting, right? Uh, there was none of that. And I mean, it, you you watch you watch the Fifty Shades series, and I didn't again. I didn't see the first two, but at least you kind of go, ooh, titillating erotica, and it's. It yeah. was just boring. The, that's the first one. Frankly, just the, I was relieved. The first one is. I know that's just not really the dull. idea. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean that's the point. Is I mean, if if that's all there is to it, and that's all there is to it, mm. I mean that's that's what this was intended yeah. to do was mm. to be titillating erotica. Yeah. Right. And it can't even do that correctly. Yeah. But it was well, very amusing. Well, I mean, in the way that the room was, you just have to be with the right people. <laughs> well, I mean, the thing is like. It is dumb, but it. I don't know. Aw, Henry has a Henry liked it. No, I didn't. I, I, <laughs> I, no, look, I'm saying in the. I can see why someone would go see this. Yeah, I'm and not just trying turn, to like turn their mind off. Trash other. I, I wouldn't go do that again after this, but. No. If you do, that's fine. I thought it was. Yeah, you live. You do you. You yeah. live your life. I thought it was really boring and well, yeah. poorly put I mean, together and no plot. Oh, what's yeah. awful oh, and no. awkward to watch, and the acting was god awful. Now yeah. I remember what I was going to say. So, the biggest issue I would say in just entertainment value is there's no chemistry. No, none between Dakota Johnson yeah. and none. Uh, James. Well, I mean, that's that's what. And in part turns all of the the romance between the two of them into a snooze fest. I yeah, mean, why this is released around Valentine's Day? Yeah, because you could, you could at least say you know the writing was bad, dumb plot, but man, the two of them they're like looks like it they're sizzled. In love. It really it you really know popped, and that really that would probably be enough to keep me going through it. But there's just it's no. just no. It was so, I mean the acting on all fronts I thought was just which is weird because bad. he's a good actor. Because you know murder people, but that's my guess. 
Well, the thing is, in the first one, he acts like a serial killer. He, this is he, what I'm saying. He, he performs like and he his... I mean, speaking metaphorically, stuff, right? he murders Christian Grey. Well done. Thank you. But a boat. Yeah. No, but he, like... But he, like, breaks into the houses and stuff, right? And watches her? Yeah. And so that's what he does in the fall. Yeah, so it's I think... very I mean, odd. I, I wouldn't be... That's kind of his one other big thing, so... He's in other stuff. Like what? That's not... Exactly. Um, he, no, no, no. Good he in. was in... I first saw him. He was an anthropoid that wore Yeah, he was. That was good. He was Killian Murphy. Okay. And he was in, uh, yeah, okay. The more I think about it, he's not that Mm. great an actor. He was in, um, Once Upon a Time. He was Sheriff Graham. It was very charming, but also I realize now that he does not have much of a character. He was in Marie Antoinette. He was engaged to Keira Knightley and he dated Natalie Portman. So he's on that front. Well, obviously his romance, celebrity romance credentials are beyond reproach. <laughs> yeah. So that's good to know. He's in, he's in that other show. I mean, that doesn't necessarily... That I, I mean... I watched another thing with him. He wasn't bad. Hmm. Oh, poor uh, Dorn. But, yeah, and also there's just... Also, in the opening credits, and I, I guess he did all three, Danny Elfman did the score. I know, I hate and there, that. For one, there's no score in this at all, really. And also, like, Danny Elfman has really just lost... Yeah, his style. I never much cared for him in, in well, I know the first did. place. New World, so. that's what I saw. I mean, in terms of a lot of his timber and stuff, at least there's that kind of iconic Danny Elfman sound in, in the Spider-Man films as well. But mm-hmm. in this, he's just become the most generic, just kind of jobber, almost. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing. is, I mean, the whole film, it's, it's, just, it's, just, it's just phoned in. Yeah. I mean, nobody... I mean, uh, well, you, and I, I you point to the direction and the production values, and that's that's fun, but it's phoned in. It's intentionally made to look slick. To oh, yeah, slick. I agree. Yeah. It's like which, a car which, commercial. I mean, that's like, you know. Like a what commercial? Car commercial? I mean, yeah, that's, that's like fair. your freshman seminar oh. at film school. It's like, now, how do you make a car commercial? Bam. That's, you the know. The Audi product placement yeah, is so insane. So yeah. There's like these scenes where it just pans and, back and there's the Audi symbol. But what was it? Brutal. There's another one. There was another product placement we thought it was hilarious, and I can't remember what it was right now. Shoot. I've become so inured to product placement. I don't, I don't, I don't even see it. For the When it first became a thing, back when I was a teenager or something, God, years ago, uh, I used to see it all over the place, and now, unless it's really in your face, like, you know, they're running through Times Square and you see a giant Coke or Pepsi sign or something, right? Mm-hmm. I just, I don't even notice it anymore. Yeah. Because it's so prolific. That's what they want. Mm-hmm. Oh, but there, some of the dialogue, I mean, I can get past dumb dialogue, but uh, they're, towards the end part where it's starting to heat up a little bit, where Dakota Johnson is in this really bad state, her assistant goes, are you okay? Can I get you a latte? <laughs> yeah. It's just stuff like that that completely takes you out of it. Oh, no. It's just so lame. The three of us were like that. I wish I had a person like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, great, great assistant there. Yeah. But in terms of the film, it's We, the whole brutal. time, we loved her. She goes by Anna, right? Her yeah. assistant's name is Hannah. Because I just couldn't think of another name. We wanted to relate. We oh. wanted the movies to be about Hannah and the male bodyguard. That's what we were shipping the whole time. We said yeah. they'd be perfect together. Yeah. Um, but I'm trying to think of other stuff. Well, I mean, it's just the and names I'll, are so virtually bad. And Anastasia Steele. Anastasia yeah. Steele. I mean, they all sound like fake porn names. Yeah, I and mean, that's what they are. They're fake porn names. Which, are, uh, which may be the a point, but or the point of it, but I, it still sounds terrible. It still sounds are terrible. Are you guys heard of those? Uh, that uh, 
Potter fan fiction thing that's like a huge deal now. Because like mm. people don't know if it's like fake or not. It's like it's like low key like underground internet something whatever. Like you have to like look for it unless it's on Snapchat, which is how I found it. But anyway, no. but it's really funny. But it's like so extreme. People don't know if it's for real or not. But it's like the most read fan fiction of all time. Okay. But huh. People will figure it out. I don't okay. know how else to describe it. I, felt I don't know because there's, there's some really, really look for it on Snapchat. Really. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all fan fiction is generally bad, but I mean, there's some really boundary pushing stuff out. Yeah, there. like this. Boundary in terms of good taste. Mm-hmm. I mean, not, not in terms of technique or anything like that. I mean, it's mm-hmm. there's. I don't know if we should mention things like that on the podcast because that's like really sketchy. Yeah, I mean, well, for one, I know I don't hate Dakota Johnson. I think she's been fine. She's got awful. I don't think she's she's got awful, especially in this. This is so bad. I mean, I think it's her. So she, I think the lines she's given are not good. But I mean, I think well, oh, well I should I, in terms of her other performances, I don't. I definitely don't think that she's a bad. Actress. What, what else has she done besides? She's this? in Black Mass. Oh, um, was she? Who yeah, she was the wife Mass? of Johnny Depp. She was Depp. in a bigger oh. splash. She, I, I didn't her. see a bigger. Splash. I liked her in that. Um. So, I mean, I, I think it's just, some of this, it's the material, but, I mean, she's not great in it, definitely not, but, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it's, this isn't, didn't like the movie, but it's also not the worst film, what, <laughs> There's an article about it on Vulture called The Bizarre Unsolved Mystery of, quote, My Immortal, The World's Worst Fan Fiction Story. It's a real thing. Oh. Now people can find it. Okay. The world's worst. Why vulture. is it the worst? Oh, now I'm curious. <laughs> well, you'll have to read the uh, I, vulture no. thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> that I might read. Uh, I, I wouldn't actually read the fan fiction. Yeah. Myself, it's, so. Some people think that it's a satire. A viciously intelligent one at that. So, who knows? I don't know. Uh, but, I, I mean, I would say <clears throat> there are films last year that were worse. Like, I would rather... Like, Rough Night was worse... Pirates I just 5 find that was worse. so hard to believe. It is. Really? Pirates 5 was w- much worse. It was just a complete CGI mess. Really? Um, huh. And and so, I mean, this it's de- not a good movie, but it's also not the worst film I've ever seen. But not great. Not not my favorite. I don't know that I've seen anything nearly as, as insipid. Yeah. Oh, well, Brendan, this is a challenge for, for you. Would you rather watch this again or Transformers Last Night? He's going to say Transformers. He secretly loves Transformers. I mean, honestly, yeah, no, I don't secretly love... <laughs> I, I, I secretly openly love admit that, that I enjoyed the first couple. The third one was kind of... And then it just kept going down from there. But, I mean, again, with the Transformers film, at least I'm getting some CG. I get some good voice acting. It's a you've got mail situation with... Transformers and Brady. Well, no, I mean, if, if there were at least something moderately erotic. <laughs> about Transformers? About Fifty Shades. Yeah. I might watch it. But, I mean, throwing yeah. in, I mean, the, 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 the horrible sex scenes where, by the way, why is she constantly laughing during sex? <laughs> I was she's, laughing during it too. Oh, I was laughing, but for very different reasons. <laughs> she, I mean, she's nervous. <laughs> no, we were all, we were like, is she asthmatic? Yeah, because nothing was happening, but she was. At least she she cared. She was. Mm. Bless her heart. Bless she's, her heart. She's trying. Exactly. I don't know. I mean, if you're having sex with somebody and they're laughing the whole time, then something's wrong. That's, but that's fair. <laughs> we, were, we were also very upset about the terrible clothes because. 
why you have so much money. Should I should I uh, dress as Christian Grey for Halloween? How would you even do that? Just wear a suit. I think we have. I think I have basically the same jeans as him. Huh. Also, I didn't realize he had like a specific pair of jeans. Until the Christian Grey jeans. jeans. Yeah. Does he have his own clothing line now? No, I mean like. For... No, I mean like because of the movie. I wouldn't doubt it. I'm agreeing with you. I'm saying no. I like. No. I got it. I've and got it like, now at no. Target. Mm. Go buy the Christian Grey liner. <laughs> I mean, right after this to buy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so not uh, not my favorite of the year. No, I mean honestly, I would much rather go watch Transformers again than this. And it's, it, I mean, you know, a lot of a lot of people may just go, well, it's a men's film, it's a women's film, this is a women's film. You don't get it because it's a women's film. I mean, if there were. If it were moderately erotic at all, if there were, if the, 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 if the crime, the stalker thing were modestly compelling, which, okay, the porn names, but then hide. The porn names. Hide. Jack I mean, hide. come on. Jekyll and Hyde, yeah. Come on. Yeah. Henry's so proud of himself for thinking of Come on. I mean, has E.L. James ever even read Jekyll and Hyde? Probably not. Probably Maybe. not. Don't be judgy. We don't know. Probably not. But Probably maybe. not. It's just, it's just, it's again, it's one of the things that's just, just, she pulls it out of the ether because, and then slaps into the book. Yeah. Oh, well, everybody's going to hide. I mean. Oh, porn names. I didn't even make that connection, the Jacqueline Hyde thing. I, 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 she I, like, not I thought that immediately when they said that name, so yeah. it's just, it's hard to ignore, but, I mean, the one thing is, it is interesting because this is kind of one of those trashy airport bookstore kind of bestsellers, yeah. you yeah. know? And so there's a way to make that good. Like, look at Fincher with Gone Girl. Like, that's... Right. That's, uh... I just remember another part of the movie that's really creepy, sorry. You know, something like Gone Girl, which is trashy, but it, he... His style elevates it. That's yeah. true. If you look at something, like, um, that doesn't work, like this, The Girl on the Train with Emily mm. Blunt. That's so another... That was so supposed sad. to be pretty bad. Yeah, she's good at it, but the film is so underwhelming. And mm. so there's a way to make something like this that's terrible elevated. You just yeah. need the right... You just need execution, the right but people involved with the project. I like how he was like jealous of his unborn baby. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was a little lame. <laughs> yeah. The guy's the worst. I liked drunk Christian Grey though. That was oh, my favorite. I guess that was pretty good. That was good. See, he can act. That was good. Okay, he I can like act. The, the, can he? he was, yeah, he's just weird. not getting good roles. That, that was a, that was a good. Uh, he's but the I mean, highest paid like catalog model so, in the world ever. So many just ridiculous. Inconsistencies, like you pointed out earlier, a guy breaking into a multi-million-dollar home with an advanced security system and two security goons, yeah, and he still impressive. breaks in and yeah. kidnaps the girl. Yeah. What? <laughs> how? How? Yeah. I mean, what? Right. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then, and then, Anastasia, whatever, Gray Steel, Steel Gray. I don't know what the hell her name yeah, is. Yeah. She doesn't either. It's a point in the movie. Anesthesia. <laughs> they fight over it. It's anesthesia. Yeah. Anesthesia. <laughs> that's that's what I needed to deal with this film. Lots and lots of painkillers. Uh, but but her job and again, you know, I mean, it just goes to show. Oh, look, nepotism. You yeah. know, positions of power. And tremendous wealth and all these things. No, no, no. You don't get any of this stuff by actually working hard. No, it's all just it all just sort of falls in your lap. It all has to do with connections. Yeah. Which, yeah, it's 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 not the best the best taste. But. There's there's I mean to to some extent there's an element of truth in that, <laughs> President. But um, what? 
did you get that? Yeah. We'll talk off there. But, uh... This is going to bother me the whole time now. I hate this so much. But We're wrapping up. Pause the show! <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... But just, uh, I'm sorry, I sort of lost my train of thought there. But I mean, this 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 shows that I mean, it's just it's just crass the degree to which to which affluence and wealth and power are treated not as not as things which are 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 achieved through hard work, but it's simply just like yeah, commodities given to you. And then you can squander them as you see fit. Sounds good. <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, it's like watching. Totally. It's like watching lifestyles of the rich and famous, which I guess is part of the appeal of the whole this whole thing. It's like watching lifestyles of the rich and famous with sexy bits. This whole movie is a good Charlotte, but it's song. all done. Is it what? It's a good Charlotte song. Lifestyles of the rich and famous. Oh, sorry. It's okay. It's it's just My done. My grandma had this had a magnet of them on her <laughs> on her refrigerator because her name was Charlotte. Uh-huh. So there was just a good <laughs> magnet which didn't fit if you didn't catch that. Go figure. Onto my grandmother's refrigerator. It's very funny. Yeah, but yeah, really. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's not 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 the best. No. So um, all right. Well, I was gonna say something else. Now I've forgotten. Well, you can bring it up later. So, yeah, I probably will. I mean, that's pretty common. Okay. <laughs> not, that's a, not that that's a bad thing, but... <clears throat> All right. Uh, well, it's a two for me. That's generous. 18 out of two. <laughs> uh, none. You love this thing. None. Neg- none. Negative, negative 27. Right. Not very feminist. I'll go for a quarter. Of a star, I like it because the product placement. The yeah. product placement was so on point. <laughs> oh yeah, I didn't figure that out yet. Yeah, uh, hope you enjoyed that. Um, maybe Brayden, we should do a uh, a trilogy review of the whole thing. Oh, absolutely not. Premium. No. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, but no. yeah. So, all right. So if I guess we can move into our retro review of is it Park Chan Wook. This is something I got. Like I, yeah. I can't remember. Something. Um, of uh, the handmaiden, and we have a, oh, actually, we don't have a clip because it's in South Korean, so sorry. We you still have a clip. No, we're not gonna have a clip. Yeah, let's let's roll a clip. That'd be fun. <laughs> I you can know, describe for all of our Korean speaking audience out there. Um, <clears throat> in commemoration of the Olympic well, Games, should I bring up a <laughs> should I should, what? should I bring up a clip and Chloe, you narrate what's happening? Yeah, have that happen. All right, to make on. it so. All right, hang on here. I can bring it up on my phone. I like that a lot. Wait, pause the show before I do it so I can hear the... All right, so, Chloe, you have a clip for... Uh... Yeah. So she's going to narrate what a, a South Korean... Okay, the handmaiden before... sees a red door. Wait, 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 like... wait, 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 Brayden, just say something. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, oh, she's not doing... She's just she's just doing a play-by-play of the scene. Do you want me to pretend to say what they're I was saying? Gonna, I was hoping you would do fake dialogue. There's an old film by Woody Allen. If you guys haven't seen this, you have to go watch it. You probably catch a yes. lot of flack for advocating watching Woody <laughs> Allen films now. I'll pirate it. But uh, go watch uh, What's Up, Tiger Lily. I've seen What's Up, Tiger Lily. Oh, have you? Yeah. Oh, it's hilarious. It's the funniest thing ever. Gem and I are funnier. Okay. All right. <laughs> What's Up, Tiger Lily? Pretty funny, though. For those listening, the whole premise of the I'll film I'll add some. Okay, fine. Woody Allen takes... Oh, I'm takes... a handmaiden. What? I see. Oh, it's a oh, red wait. Door. Actually, wait. Hang on. Oh, jeez. 
<laughs> Wait, so I should read a um, the plot synopsis. Well, I was gonna say what 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 the whole point of what's a Tiger Lily is, which is just briefly Woody Allen takes an old Japanese film and then puts fake dialogue over the whole thing and then narrates it in a really bad. It's really hilarious. Hmm. Anyhow, um, so okay, so it's the like hen- mystery science theater. The Handmaiden <laughs> is directed by Chan Wook Park. Um, stars Minhee Kim, Terry Kim, <laughs> Chung Woo Ha. Ah. <laughs> Jin Wung Jo, Hesu Kim, Sori Moon. And then um, the plot synopsis is a woman is hired as a handmaiden to a Japanese heiress, heiress uh, but secretly she's involved in a plot to defraud her. And oh. also, this is a period, it's period piece, right? It is a period piece. Like 40s, 50s, something like that. No, I this was no set, clue. I thought, earlier than that. Like, I don't know. Maybe no. 1880s, 1890s, or something like that. Well, it's a blast from the past. Yeah, anyways, so Chloe's got to narrate a scene here. Okay. Strapping, it's a whole minute. Okay. Enjoy. Oh, I'm handmade with this. Oh, it's a red door. Oh, it's like those doors in New York where they lower when it's time to close. Oh, my God. It's a huge library. (laughs) It's a huge library. I'm talking to the lady who I work for, but she probably can't hear me. That's like a whole mile. She's sitting on the floor. This is fun. Oh, he looks like he's from the Matrix, the uncle. (laughs) My new handmaiden. Oh, she was saying, who was that? The snake, the snake! He says, don't walk in because all of a sudden there's a snake at the front door. And then, oh, God. And then then she closes the door. You mustn't pass that point. Be warned. She's not allowed to enter the library. The snake barks the bounds of knowledge. That's a little much, I think. And then the Matrix uncle takes out a pill. And eats it. And then someone goes, a snake. And he is, he takes the pill, he swallows it, and he's looking right at her. And he's got those little sunglasses that are really in right now with, like, supermodels, and that's the whole clip. Is it the red pill or the blue pill? It was white. Right on. Well, that's that's not Matrixy at all. Maybe it's more Matrixy than you even know. Mm. There is no pill. Exactly. So, yeah, that one. That's that's the handmade for you. That's our review. There you go. Thanks uh, for thanks for tuning in. Catch yeah. you next week. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, like I said before, it was at Toronto Toronto International Film Festival. I think got an Oscar nomination. Maybe. Yeah, but, it did. But anyways, uh, mm-hmm. this guy, uh, the director, he also did uh, Old Boy, Lady Vengeance. Stoker, not the, not the crappy old boy. With no, the the the, the, the yes. first one. Uh, Stoker. Stoker was crappy enough for all. No, the Stoker's movies. awesome. Stoker's it's awesome. Not, not if you respect Alfred Hitchcock. I love. Yeah, that doesn't bother okay, me. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So, uh, I know Brandon. You had mentioned that that you liked it. So, what's what's the consensus here? Are you all are you all fans or no? I I really loved it. So. I mean, it was fine. I don't know. I right. like that there was an actual interesting plot. Yeah, comparative to, so to, to cool. Fifty Shades of Grey, I guess. What's yeah, your... the plot was very interesting. Mm-hmm. Usually, I don't... Actually, um, the... Sorry to interrupt you, but the... Oh, it's the, 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 Oh, is that real crown now? So the... Shucks. One of the listener questions we have is about Rashomon. This feels very Rashomon. Great movie. This feels very yeah. Rashomon-y in terms of the different perspectives. Oh, that makes... Yeah. You know, like, mm-hmm. oh, I yeah. saw that, but wait, no. No, you didn't, because we yeah. were He said, she mess. said, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true. So. Yeah. Nice coincidence. There was a lot of it that I did respect. I don't know if it was the most enjoyable movie for me in the whole world. 
sense. Stylistically, mm. it was really good. It was really well put together, well directed, whatever. Didn't love the acting. That might also be like a stylistic mm. thing, though. I, I, I don't watch that many Korean movies, mm. so I don't know if that's just like. Did what? In in what way did she feel it was like over the top or? Not? Yeah, it was super over the top, mm. and the tone was really confusing, and I couldn't figure it well, out. Well, that's kind which of the, the South Korean thing. Thing, it, like it yeah. has a few of its, I guess, native styles, but then it takes a lot from Western styles and so there's that kind That's of it. I mean I wonder because uh, like having like watched like well Stoker obviously is very different because <clears throat> he's using uh native English speaking but then like Snowpiercer yeah, I mean he didn't do Snowpiercer but there's that no kind of overlap over the Crossover, top I guess over the top which is CG. interesting because he was using a lot of English native English speaking yeah and the, but this this one feels much more style. traditional but yeah I feel like there's still some of that almost like revenge like Tarantino-ish yeah. Well, it's, uh, it, this is set actually in 1930s, okay, colonial, 30. Japanese colonial Korea uh, during the 1930s. So I thought it's, they say Victorian era in the description, there so I thought go. it was earlier, but 1930s. So there you go. There you go. <laughs> no, I mean, it was really well done. I mean, it's I, not the most interesting thing to me in the, in the world. I mean, I, did, I do really like it. I mean, it's the one issue I have is I feel like, I don't mind it being two and a half hours, but I I think that the (laughs) chapter titles make you think of the length. They're like, okay, so after, like, the first hour, that's the first chapter. Yeah. Then it says chapter two, like, okay, I got another hour. Then you see chapter... (laughs) Oh, three. so it sort of breaks a narrative yeah. that you're aware of. Right. I, I think oh, it, you I th- know I hate those kind of and things. I, and I think it's helpful to the story. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it helps break up these certain twists and right. mysteries. But then, like, when the third one pops up, you're like, oh, my God, do I have another hour to watch? Which isn't true. You have maybe 20 minutes. But it's. I think the chapter titles can be... I think it could work without that. Yeah, I don't... I mean, that's a device I've never really been especially fond of. Tarantino does it in a lot of his films. I don't mind it in that. Yeah, I mean, in the... I don't know. I mean, I... Just because he I does don't it like how time. it breaks up the narrative. And I understand the point to... I understand the point to it, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I appreciate it. I would just do a blank screen for five seconds. That's I'll, Yeah, I would do, like, a kind of a long fade to black and then mm-hmm. pop back up. But, yeah. So that's kind of, like, my one issue with it. But... And I mean, at times, it is does feel a little long. But it's I mean, a little extra. What what got me is is I, I like mean, the, the, the violence. Acting, the the act- violence towards the end is good. Is effective with the fingers yeah, and all that. That was that was pretty brutal. Yeah. Uh, that was I think you're you're right. I think that was very effective. I mean, it's just all the really salacious stuff that it really hints at. Mm-hmm. Uh, the octopus and all of that down in the basement. That's yeah. a little mm-hmm. much. Yeah, that's a bit much. Oh, well, I mean, um, I, I think it's effective though. I like it that it does that. Um. I mean, does it necessarily need to go? I mean, the, all the, 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 the themes of dominance and all the sort of hints at S&M stuff and those sorts of things, those are creepy and shocking enough. And then you throw in, I mean, all <laughs> this other stuff, you kind of go, oh, 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 oh. But setting that aside, I thought the visuals were, were lush. The production yeah, design it's incredible. was remarkable. Yeah. It's very well directed. Uh, the costumes... The, 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 the house. The house. The score as well. The score. Yeah. Everything about it is just lush and beautiful. And and so every detail is, is, is put 
together and, and meticulously uh, crafted. And so I think for that reason itself, I mean, it was, I, I thought, a, at least a beautiful film to watch. But I actually really enjoyed the story, too. Mm-hmm. And all the twists and the turns and who's double-crossing whom and who's triple-crossing the double-crossers. And I like the mental asylum yes, twist. the little twist. At the entrance, yeah. that's really good. Yeah, that was, that was, uh, I mean, it just, it just it's keeps. It's all good. The twists are solid. Yeah, it just keeps throwing curveballs at you, and you just kind of keep, you you try to roll with it, and yeah. then it just throws something else with you, and you completely... And they're believable enough, too. Yeah. yeah. Which is the thing about it, is it doesn't, it doesn't go completely far-fetched. I mean, the twists and turns are cons. I mean, they're, they're yeah. straight-up cons. You can, if you think about it, you would understand, oh... Okay. Yeah, exactly, makes sense. And, and, the, and they all have motivation and everything. Yeah. So. It's not like an M. Night Shyamalan film where it's just, hey, it's the last five minutes of the film, let's throw in a weird twist that makes absolutely no sense. No you ready for sense. that Unbreakable Part 3? Ugh. Who's ready? Give me part a break. Part 2 Give was a, a secret break. part 2. That, which is now gross. A part that is three. gross. They tricked you. Gross. Well, what was it? Part 2 was supposed to be the one with James Split. McAvoy. Split. Yeah, my yeah. boy. Which was, was actually supposed to be pretty, it's, pretty it's, decent. It's good. It's good. It's good until good. they say, oh, by the way, this is a sequel. Yeah, by the way, this so is a lame. sequel made it less good. So lame. Uh, but so. Uh, still dope. So. I need to see that because I actually quite liked Unbreakable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'll like, you'll like it. It's good. It's a solid it movie. Blu-ray, it's it's very entertaining. It's not like a. That sounds obnoxious every time. I mean, it's not like a film. Sixth whatever, Sense but. wasn't bad, but I think as far as M. Night Shyamalan's catalog goes, Unbreakable is, is far and away from yeah. this film. Anyhow, I'm sorry. Well, yeah, get ready for a part three, Brandon. Yeah, we'll, gross. We'll see. Gross. But. <laughs> he's, he's back. Mr. Glass is back. So happy. Cool. I'm ready. Yeah. Uh, why not? Why not? Tell me I, why not. I, I don't think so. Why not? I just wish they had just said, oh, but let's do a sequel, not put it in this one. I loved that it was a secret. I went... You just said it, you didn't like that. No, I didn't. Yeah, you said it makes it less good of a movie. Well, that. it does, but it makes it a better experience. Mm. whilst watching it for the first time, you go, what? When I saw Bruce Willis, I was like, fuck. I was like, yeah. <laughs> no, why? I didn't know what to think. First, I was like, who? I was like, no. Mm. It was very funny. Mm. Anyways. So. <laughs> there was a group of, when I saw it, there was a group of frat boys in front of me, like a whole row of frat boys in front of me, like mm-hmm. all wearing the same clothes and everything, you know? You know Great. who they were, yeah. <laughs> and they were they were talking the whole time, but it was like, in an, I know it's bad, but it was so funny. Like sometimes it's just too funny, you can't be mad at them. And they were trying to guess who Bruce Willis was for like five minutes. They're like, wait, is that, is that the guy from 24? They're like, no, it's Keith or something. They're like just naming all these people. <laughs> Super fan, and then she didn't even say anything. Well, she was. She's nervous. nervous. I, why? <laughs> I don't think I'm that Brain, intimidating. Brayden, you're you're essentially Christian Gray. You're oh, Christian. well. Thanks. Brayden, the second you come in the room, 
my piercing gaze. Yes. Mm. <laughs> uh, but I yeah, see so right into your soul. She is your super fan. Yeah, that's cool though. Um, yeah, but I yeah, so I do really like it. Uh, I think I do like it a little more than Old Boy. Yeah, so this is probably my favorite of his that I've seen. I like it different from all. I really enjoyed Old Boy just because it was so sort of weird, and some of the the visual things that he does are pretty interesting and shocking like yeah. when he eats the squid yeah and just how that shot is and then the the scene with the hammer mm-hmm. when he's escaping oh yeah the hammer scene is awesome that was just how that was filmed mm-hmm. uh i mean the, the the violence was pretty but but just the manner in which it's filmed mm-hmm. this sort of sideways steadily panning it's not panning what would you call that a tracking shot tracking. kind of tracking it's, shot yeah. it's like a side view tracking shot instead of a front back it was it was yeah. really intriguing to watch this whole scene where he's just going down this hallway and it's done as this just continuous tracking <laughs> shot it was awesome yeah so um i mean i like old boy for more some of the i think technical feats more uh but i like handmaiden i think because the story is better the production's better in terms of the costumes the sets all of that i mean it's uh, the sound uh, and the direction is a lot more defined. Yeah, the direction is, is considerably more defined, more refined, and it's just it's it's um, really a spectacular, spectacular film. That being said, I don't know why it went to some of the super naughty places that it did. Because it felt I, like it. Because it felt like it. Okay, that's fine. I just I don't know that they necessarily added anything more to the film where it was already well defined that the uncle was yeah. this really disgusting, horrible person. Yeah. That the, the 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 con man fellow was really a horrible, disgusting person, and I thought sort of the final confrontation between the two of them. Okay. Oh, there, there there's the train. Me? Oh. There's the train. Was, I like that. Yeah, that was that was really well done, and I liked how even uh, even in his death, he's still conning. Dope. Conning somebody, mm-hmm. which I thought was really uh, that was awesome. Just watching that whole scene between the two of them. And I won't say much more. I'll just say the con man, even at his end, is still conning. Yeah. Which was pretty cool. That's what I wanted so. to say on my on my tombstone. Still, <laughs> still conning. Still conning. You know, yeah. with the apostrophe. With the yeah. apostrophe. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what I was going to say. Oh, and, and just in, comparing it to Fifty Shades of Grey, the sex scenes are much more provocative and, like, kind of, they feel more essential to what the the character than in Fifty Shades. Well, yeah, it's definitely more part of the plot than Fifty Shades of Grey. Yes, yeah, so, which I think is effective. Whereas in Fifty Shades, it feels tacked down, and in this, it feels a lot more yeah merited. So, you know, that's it. That's all. Yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, there there are a lot of films out there with with considerably more. Call me by your name. Yeah. More erotic scenes to them. What a good movie. I mean, Handmaiden being one of them, I can't think of any other ones in recent memory that were more... I haven't seen... I didn't have the opportunity to catch Call Me By Your Name, but there's another <gasps> one... There's another one... Uh, Faint! I'm shook. Have either of you guys Triggered, seen it? actually. Uh, Strangers, Strangers by the Lake... French no. film, sort of a psychological thriller, came out a couple years ago. Yeah! I have seen that. 
I have seen that. Yeah. Oh, and then I, I would say even, the, I mean, no one else saw it, but the Danish movie I saw at Sundance had the really graphic sex scene in that, um, which was Oh, shocking. he wasn't here for that combo. No. Oh, yeah, so the, uh, the it Danish... It was shocking. Were... Apparently it was worse than Dogtooth. <clears throat> which... I haven't seen Dogtooth. It's, it's been a while since I've seen Dogtooth. What about but... versus Blue is the Warmest Color? Yeah, well, yeah, Blue is the Warmest Color is, is definitely out there, but this was like this Danish movie, Holiday. It was a single shot, mm-hmm. or a single take, and it was like you saw literally between a man and woman from beginning to end, and it's kind of like an abuse scene. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's like really shocking. Mm-hmm. And I saw it with a full theater and everything. It was really uncomfortable. That's It's yeah. effective in the film, but... But watching that with a room full of other people... Yeah. Yeah, that's, also, I can imagine. Side note, you got on me for not liking Blue is the Warmest Color when I love Call Me By Your Name. Right. And I read this thing by the, so apparently I didn't know this, Blue is the Warmest Color is based on a graphic novel. Which the, is, that's such an interesting one. The author, of, well, the French love graphic novels. They have yeah. about like everything. That's, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. Apparently she too thought that those scenes were awful. She too? Who? The author of the graphic oh. novel thought that they were a terrible depiction, just awful. Oh, they were a little too over the top. I mean, yeah, she said, they, she said have... it was insulting to yeah, who they are. Because, I mean, it's, it's the characters are so well developed, and it's supposed to be this sort of slow depiction yeah. of life and love and opening, awakening sort of to your sexuality and these kinds of things. Yeah. People have But then. Yeah, but Jesus. <laughs> but. But then you have these remarkably graphic yeah. sex scenes. She just and it just it, it didn't feel as though it was it was adding anything. No, she ripped into them. She was really a, she was like pissed. I mean, that's what really sort of a, turned me off to Blue's Warmest yeah. Color was mm-hmm. was I mean just it wasn't that big an issue. But also there there's not even that much in it. I mean, I hate to sound like a prude here. No, it's okay. But it's it, not... it just it just I didn't I didn't feel like some of these things I watched them. And the sexuality is, is fine, but if there's no point to yeah. overly... Uh, it was so much. I mean, it really TV. was remarkably graphic, and it yeah. just it didn't feel as though it was adding anything to it. Yeah, mm. or anything between them, yeah. Or, yeah, not... it wasn't deepening the relationship between the two yeah, of them. Exactly. It was just ex- extremely graphic. Did we need to see the peach scene and call me Barney? Yes. No, you didn't. Yes. No, you didn't. The peach scene was fine. What no. popped me up with the peach scene? Almost it... nothing happened. Well. Yeah, exactly. No, no, no. Okay, okay, okay. Listen. It was in the book, too. I thought it was very good. It's... The point was, he was trying to figure himself out without the use of anyone else. He was trying to figure himself out. Then he was saying, okay, I want to do this on my own because I don't know what's going on. I can't involve anyone or whatever. But it was mostly because he didn't trust anybody. So when Army Hammer came in, trying to, you know, eat it, he was like, he felt like that was the most exposed he'd ever been, ever. Mm-hmm. It was useful to the plot, made sense. Easily cut and cut. There was nothing wrong with it. And it was like 15 I... seconds as opposed to that. And Blue's Warmest Color was like it's two like... years. <laughs> two years? There's, they're not that long. And the, and they're pretty. They're, they're, pretty like, they're really lengthy. This one was literally. It was literally five seconds, and nothing. It wasn't. I mean, I see. Then you see it dripping from. off the peach. You know. Yeah, it was well done. I don't. I don't doubt. I don't disagree with that. 
I don't think there was anything wrong with the beach scene. People people hate on it. I think it was. I mean, I, I liked I, it. I mean, I didn't mind it. I'm just. Plus, that was that movie to me was much more about. Well, at least those scenes anyway were much more about intimacy as opposed to I did not get intimacy from Blue Storm's color. Well, I feel like some of the is some of Blue Warm's color is about pleasure. It's like she where she is finding that. Yeah, but yeah, I know, but you can have that like home by your name where they actually look at each other sometimes. They there there's plenty of really engaging conversations and no, where they really care about each other. I just mean. I mean, no I don't, I don't, I don't have an issue with you disliking it. That's fine, but I'm just in terms of you me. You do though. No, I don't. <laughs> I, mean, well, so I personally don't. The thing that got me about blues you and warmest color. You got me a hypocrite. The thing I got that got me about blues and warmest color is is there's supposed to be this very sort of timid, touching relationship between yeah. these two women. But the sex scenes are almost they're they're aggressive. They're yeah. almost it's almost like watching straight pornography rather than That's sort actually... of this this touching intimate. Inter- interaction That's what the, the author women. of the graphic novel said, and who I mean, knows the characters better than that? Than it's, her. It just—it just struck me as just way too carnal and aggressive in, in its tone. Mm. And that's what all the press for it was about. The, or all the uh, press isn't quite the right word. The um, coverage, I guess, of it was about that. Yeah. Which I don't. Which really is a, like. which is an unfortunate thing because I think the rest of the film, some of it would be. Really good. And granted, a lot of it could be cut. I yeah, think it needed way. to be. It's so it's Call Me By Your Name. Yeah. False. False. Brutally long. No, brutally. it wasn't brutally. No, it wasn't. Yes, it dragged I, on it was so very, long. No, it was intentionally a slow. Oh, oh, that makes sense. Intentionally, the pacing well, was blues, slow. So blues, blues the warmest yeah, color. Yeah, blues the warmest no. color. They were intentionally, but the, the, the point is, and maybe both films. <laughs> I haven't seen Call Me By Your Name. Maybe I should see it. But the point is. Uh, it dragged in certain places, and it I just agree. it just feels like some of the stuff could be shortened. I mean, it could have easily cut ten to twelve minutes just by slicing those sex scenes down and making them a little more beautiful. I think it, I think it is long. So yeah, call by name. The is pacing it? is set to be slow because it takes place I agree. in the yeah. in the summer countryside. I know it's the warmest color is supposed to be long because it's it's. It spans Over a thousand years. years. That's different. No, yeah, but no, I I completely see why they paced it slow. But there are times where it feels so slow, especially the third act goes on. Oh, so, that's what I was gonna say. The third act goes on so long. I remember what I was going to say about Fifty Shades. Go go ahead. It's not actually about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> when we were in, it reminded me of it because we were talking about Blue Warmer's color. They vacation in Italy, whatever, and Timothy mm-hmm. Chalamet vacation. France, whatever. Whatever, so, whatever. Okay, so one time, so when, when we go to France, we stay in different, like, houses every time we go. Like, we rent different houses, whatever, every time we go. And so this one time, it's huge, it's really beautiful, whatever, like, co- like so countryside. Like, it was, it reminded me, the whole time I watched, coming by your name, I was just thinking of that place. Oh, yeah? The catch was, so the people were supposed to leave. It's not like an Airbnb, like, we rented the whole, it was like, like a huge place, like, with horse tables, like, we rented the whole place, right? The people decided to nominate to stay. They pretended to leave. <laughs> then they That's gotta be really awkward. Yeah, then they snuck in. <laughs> they they were called the Dingleys. The Dingleys? Corinne and Douglas Dingley. And they snuck in and were they we're pretty sure they slept in the house. And then we'd hear and then there were two different houses and the kids we slept in 
one house and then everyone else up in the other house. And we'd walk from the big house to our house and we would hear whistling at like two in the morning, all kinds of creepy stuff. Yeah. So I think this time I was like 14 and Mrs. Dingley, the only book in the house, because I had, remember when I said I left my book on the plane? This is the time I left my book on the plane, so I didn't have my book. And so she said, oh, I have a book there, British. And I've got a book for you. And it was it was the first Fifty Shades of Grey. And my mom was horrified. And I said, I'm, I'm good. I don't want to touch it. Yeah. Because oh, she, she was going, she was going on and on about how I much she loved it. I wouldn't want to touch somebody else's copy. She was going on and either. on about how much oh, she loved it. Too did y'all see the the trailer before Fifty Shades of? Uh, no, we got there 50, late. Oh well, there was a trailer. Yeah, I intentionally shut up late. Um. Yeah, I, I tried. Yeah, I got there slightly late. But one of the ones I saw is there's a movie coming up with Jane Fonda, um, and a few other kind of notable stars. Yeah. That's about a book club reading Fifty Shades of. Yeah. Yes. Phantom Thread. 
Oh, yeah, that's not the if film to go to see. Uh, which r- reminds me, why is this like the era of the of the poison mushroom? Yeah, I know. Mm. It's always because right? you watch you watch no. Beguiled, Brayden, it's and it comes always, down to poison mushroom. It's always the era of the poison mushroom. Second, I saw that mushroom, I said, I don't know what's happening. Yeah. I did think it was we we yeah. But I mean, the the point but, is, Handmaiden, Phantom Thread. I mean, these films are sort of have an erotic quality to them, and are are shooting for sort of a. I mean, the scenes in Phantom Thread, the scene where he first meets Alma and takes her back to his country home and is fitting her for a gown. Oh, yeah. That is infinitely more erotic than anything that happens in Fifty Shades. I did not get that. I mean, I I felt, I mean, not necessarily just that scene, but there are definitely scenes that feel, and that that are, even without sex, that feel more... And that's the thing. It's there's no there's no Effective. real. I think the only nudity that you really see in uh, *Phantom Thread* is is there's a woman at a fitting who's standing in the background yeah. topless. Yeah. And that's that's the extent of it. Yeah. And so nudity, sex, none of that. There's no sex scenes in *Phantom Thread*. None of that is used. But the 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 tension between these two characters and this sort of timid, strange interactions between the two of them. I mean, again, the dress fitting was Weird. far more erotic than anything that happens in Fifty Shades of Grey. And I mean, Fifty Shades of Grey, they've got, like, straight, or 50, at least Fifty Shades Freed, they've got just straight up, like, sex scenes. And you kind of go, oh, it's a sex scene. Yawn. Go, go to the bathroom, <laughs> my, get some Reese's Pieces, you know. Yeah. My friend Mary was mad because of her. She was like, in the book, he puts the ice cream on her. <laughs> Yeah, it was a brilliant, brilliant scene. <laughs> I mean, I watched I that. that I watched that. You want to know what was going through my head? Why I watched that? And I'm going, what? Nope. What flavor is that? That's what it was. That was the product placement I couldn't think of. It was Ben and Jerry's. I was like, Ben and Jerry, what are you doing? Uh, yeah, I was like, if you don't the put that on your partner, you just eat Jerry. that. If you're gonna and do, if you're gonna have sexy yeah. time with ice cream, go get the shitty stuff. And both the ones I saw, there was a. I'm so sorry. There was. There was loads of Ben and Jerry's. That's what the. I'm just happy I figured it out. Thank God. I mean, I had a mental block that it was terrible because of Thirty Rock. Okay, that's that's a challenge to our listeners. If Ben and Jerry's is gonna have product placement, Fifty Shades of Grey, and is gonna come out with a a line of 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 ice cream for Fifty Shades. The name. What would the name be, and what would the flavors be? That's so good. Uncle, star rating for Handmaiden? Trois. Trois? Yeah. Okay. Crazy. Ooh, that's brutal. For Handmaid, for three, that's actually better than I would have expected. That's fair. That, that's, I mean, that's, I'll, I'll, I, three is good. Cool. All right. There's just a lot that I didn't, I respect a whole lot of it. There's just some stuff that made me not enjoy watching it so much, like the acting. That's fair. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Well, uh, we talked plenty about those movies. I'm trying to think um, of uh, my name so, now for my ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, for the you, listeners. You think about it. We'll get back to the rest week. of the show. Yeah, you know. I will. I'll come back. Oh, trust me. My family is royalty as far as puns. You have no idea. Okay. Oh, my God. So good. You'd probably know. If you've had a conversation with my mom, you know. Yeah. She loves a pun. This is what we're going to do. All right, then. All right. So I guess we can get onto a little bit of news. Uh, so I guess we can first talk about 
uh, Johan Johansson, the composer that passed away. Brendy. Oh, the the Danish. The, the what, Danish? he did Sicario and Arrival. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, uh, Johan Johansson, who um, hadn't done a ton of stuff, but he had, um, did worked a lot with Denis Villeneuve on mm. Arrival, Prisoners, and Sicario, and he's also done the, the Theory of Everything. That is a lot. Well, I mean, in terms of like, he's not. He hasn't been around for. Yeah, he doesn't have the, 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 the catalog that, say, John Williams or Danny Elfman. Yeah, um, but, and he also did Theory of Everything, maybe one or two other things. But anyway, he passed away at 48 just a few days ago. There's no real cause of death yet, mm-hmm. but it is unfortunate because his scores were awesome. At least the mm-hmm. ones I heard. Yeah. So, especially with Sicario and Arrival. Yeah. Um, so it's too bad. Were you all fans of the scores? They were good. Yeah. They were good. I, I mean, Dennis Villeneuve's films are not going to be the same without him composing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know that it will be necessarily any worse, because I'm sure there are other excellent composers out there, but they won't They won't be the same. Yeah. So. I really like the music and theory of everything. Yeah. And also, I can't remember. In my mind, Prisoners had Oh, it's yeah. a good score. It's a little it's understated, so. but it's good if you mm-hmm. go listen to it. I like it like that. Well, it, yeah. I don't like too much music. It it, it accentuates like without... Much, you know what I mean? I mean, that's what I didn't like about The Post, really, was the music wasn't bad. It was just what Spielberg got from his composer and the way he implemented that, used yeah. that utilized <clears throat> that within the film, I thought was, you know, yeah. manipulative, which didn't like that. Yeah. <laughs> it, it detracts from the story when you have to use music or other things to, in order to accentuate, you know, feel this way at this point. Yeah. But, um... Sicario is definitely my favorite. Yeah. Sicario's scores. I mean, his, his scores, they, they help build tension. They don't, they don't manipulate your emotions, but they, they heighten sort of the, the emotional quality. Yeah. Without so manipulating. So, yeah. Which is... So. It's too bad. You know, still relatively young so mm-hmm. and maybe if we get a cause of death we'll see what happens with yeah. that but no no i'm and i'm i'm just curious <laughs> what does even mean? no i don't know man, i'm just curious i mean just in terms of what happened because really. you know 48 yeah not that much older than i am so yeah well brayden time's time brayden. ticking down <laughs> any minute now uh but yeah so Ugh, i just i just Uh, directed by the guy who did 
I think Zombieland. And, oh, which I actually Zombieland's a lot of fun. Yeah, and stars Tom Hardy. And so, I mean, the trailer. I'm still looking forward to the film. But the trailer did not do much for me, especially since yeah. you don't even get to see Venom how he looks. No, you know, um, there's nothing. Not even like a last minute Venom lurking on the top of a building scene, or anything, so you don't you don't even know what is Venom. All yeah. you know, all you know is that Tom Hardy's in it, and there's some weird alien thing. And but otherwise, in terms of the plot. All you get is somebody breaks up with somebody else. They're very distraught. Tom Hardy drives around a lot. There's a laboratory. But in terms of what the plot is, you don't know. Yeah. And also, then they just... The, the title, they just had V. Yeah. So, like, for people who have no idea what this is, I mean, you're not marketing it that well. No, no. For, like, me, I know that's Venom, but, like, someone just... An average moviegoer is like, okay. Okay. Thanks. V. <laughs> Yeah. V for victory? I yeah. Don't know, I, you know. I, I guess it's Vendetta, Marvel. Actually. Vendetta. I guess it's Marvel. You know, you know, it's just so. Um, not not the best trailer, but I'm glad Tom Hardy's in it. And Michelle Williams. So that's that's cool. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, but yeah, that one comes She's out. She's been in, making some weird choices lately, Brayden. The Greatest Showman. It's the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. She was, I well, she was in all the money in the world. Was, she was really yeah. good at. Yeah, I need to see that still. Uh, I haven't seen that yet. I'm a big Ridley Scott fan, so I should go see that. I'm still flogging myself, but I haven't seen that yet. But, but um, I didn't realize she's in The Greatest Show. Then. Yeah, she's so. the wifey. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. She doesn't do much, honestly. Mm. But, uh, yeah, so that one comes out in October, I think. Um, so hopefully we'll get another trailer at some That's point soon. quite a ways down the road. Yeah, we'll see more. Eight it was months, a teaser trailer. But it was uh, like a minute and a half That's or two. When they st- it said teaser trailer, though. I know. Yeah, yeah. I, know. I mean, if, even <laughs> if it's supposed to be a teaser much, trailer, you know? <laughs> they should so. at least give you some better notion of what the hell it's about. I like the ones where for the teaser trailer, it just is like, it's like literally 10 seconds and it just shows you the basically the character and it goes away like with the costume and everything yeah, yeah. well that's maybe what they should have done is... maybe he only gets at the very end of this one maybe it's got it if, if that if that happens i will just i'll be furious i hate that so much yeah we know just give us venom at the end of the first act he's venom and we i don't know the who the heck venom is i he's, thought venom wasn't a real thing i thought so, he was the fake no the fake Fireman spider-man theory? Okay, he's he's he's. I mean, he's the villain. Oh, he's Topher Grace. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I got hit. Okay, so it's confusing because the same little sludge that gets Peter is the thing that gets Topher Grace. It's yeah, confusing. Right. You know, but I mean, the things. I this, get it now. This is the worst Hollywood trend is giving us. I mean, something like almost the Lone Ranger, where it we have to build up to the the very end. Then he's that character. But yeah. then there's almost never a sequel. Somebody, Same thing with, I've been uh, talking about this Robin with somebody Hood, else. Ridley Scott movie. And Robin Hood's what? He's, he's so Russell Crowe is Robin Hood at the uh, end of the film. Is Kate Blanchett in that? Yeah. Yes. Well, see, that's the thing is is brutal. A lot of people. Uh, I've been talking to somebody about this, and and they're just tired of origin stories. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like every year we get just scads, just tons in inundation, a tsunami, a flood of just origin stories, and it was all fun and games. Back in the beginning of the whole MCU, the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe, you know, oh, here's here's Iron Man, oh, here's Thor, and, you know, oh, origin stories all over the place. But now, you know, Captain America, look, an origin story. But it's done. No more origin stories. Mm -hmm. You know, 
if 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 there is some sort of origin involved with the character, do it quickly. Bam, bam, bam. Yeah. Do it quickly, and it's over and done with. And I mean, that's what really chapped my hide about uh, Batman versus Superman. Mm. Is they had to spend 10, 15 minutes doing Bruce Wayne, the Batman origin. We all know it at this point. Just give it up. Mm-hmm. Just don't, don't, don't. You don't even need that in the film anymore. I watched the first episode of Gotham. Did you? What'd you think? I was so confused. It wasn't bad. It was just like, I kind geez. of, I kind of enjoy it. So you, you like that show, right? So yeah, I, I kind it. of. It's one of my guilty pleasure shows. Yeah. I like it because it's, it's got dark. It's dark, but it, it's more sort of comic book noir yeah. than it is. Um, it's really well done for sure. Yeah. The production quality is like mm-hmm. up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like Donald Logue. He's awesome. Is that the dude? Harvey Bullock? No. He plays Harvey Bullock, the pot belly beard. The other dude, the dude who was on that sitcom when I was in elementary school? (laughs) Yeah, that one. (laughs) Gotta be more specific. The the other dude, the, like, older cop, his his, his partner? Yeah, he was in a sitcom when I was growing up. Probably. I mean, he's been on TV for some time, I know. But um, I like him a lot as Harvey Bullock. Yeah, he plays the older sort of somewhat corrupt gray area cop. Um, the actor who plays young Jim Gordon is also pretty good. I can't remember the, the actor's name. Also He's name. married to somebody. He's married to the lady from Firefly. Marina Who looks Pichara? like Young Godot, yeah. They're Marina. married. Hmm. But yeah, so... I don't know their names, but I know... Uh... <laughs> but, um... But yeah, so if, if Venom isn't there by at least halfway through, I'm... Yeah, up. it's. I'm just gonna no, leave. You're not. Yes, I'm gonna leave. You're a fibber. You wouldn't. No, I'm gonna leave. You won't. <laughs> I go on record right now. Listeners, hold me to it. How? Come October. <laughs> figure something out. <laughs> I'll do a I'm live video. Time it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get the runtime. I'll do a Venom. live video. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> live streaming in the bit of like fast forward an hour and ten minutes. I, no one's there. I'm gone. Yeah. You know. So. Gemma thinks we should do. Like videos sometimes. Okay. We could. I mean, we could do streaming of 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 the the park, but I mean, that's it would be so remarkably boring. Like, have you seen that TV show where they just watch TV? Yeah, it's a great show. Like that, I love. I used to love that show. It was like that. Well, we actually have a listener question. I was lonely, Brandon. MST three. All I know is MST three K. No, it was way better than that. Really? Yeah, it was like people actually watching TV. Really? Mm -hmm. Oh, it was called The People's Couch. It started as a British show called Gogglebox. Uh-huh. Great name. An American one. It makes sense if you're British. Mm-hmm. Now those American ones called the People's Channel. No, nope, okay. that's a different thing. That is the local TV station. Not that. I don't... Whatever I just said. The People's Couch, not the People's okay. Channel. Sorry. The people's Couch. All right, well, we can move on. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so I guess that's about it for news, unless anyone else has something they want to bring up. Not really. No, I haven't seen too much really going on. Yeah. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I guess... We're, we're, we've... Now that all the Oscar stuff has come out, and we're just waiting until early March for the Oscars to actually happen. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty much the film industry has gone into hibernation at this point. Yeah. I mean, theaters are absolutely dead. Just look at what was released last Friday. That Clint but Eastwick train this wreck. Friday, fam. Yeah. Many good things. I'm excited. Yeah. I gotta say, I'm excited. Yes. Wait, are we doing Black Panther? No. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of oh, course yeah. we're doing Black Panther. Thank yeah. God. Oh, yeah, of course. Thank goodness. Um, we got the 
Henry shouted me down for Fifty Shades. Yeah, if, that's I'm true. Still, I'm still bitter about that. Uh, yeah, I made y'all see that, so we can do whatever y'all want next week. Yeah, so. we absolutely have to do Black Panther. Black yeah. Panther. I, th- I mean, it's it's a comic book film. Unless still you want to do Peter Rabbit instead. Apparently, Peter Rabbit. If we could do, if you so. want to do Peter Rabbit okay. as an addendum, sure, but it's, okay. it's not. It, the reviews for Peter Rabbit haven't been too spectacular. Yeah. Paddington, the reviews. Oh, I, 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 I really want to see Paddington. I, I do actually. too. I do too. Um, but all right, so I guess we can just move on to some listener questions. We got uh, a handful this week. So the Filmbuds Podcast at gmail.com is the address that you can reach us. And so, Brain, I'll I'll summarize this one while you're if you want to read it. Just I'll read it um, perhaps later after we're done. But if you want to, okay. is this the six paragraph monster? This one you can just read while you're. Any, okay. Anyways, anyways. Um, so, we got one from our buddy Gareth Axelitis in uh, Vermont, uh, who sent us one a few weeks ago for the post. Yeah, I was, was going to... The, the kind of, like, essay... I missed, yeah. I missed it last the, time. The essay, like, <laughs> kind of one. Um, and so, he was gracious enough to send us another email. So, thank you so much for doing that. Repeat listeners, always... You know, yeah. I'm just, I'm Katie, baffled. Where you at? Yeah, Katie, Katie, <laughs> come on. I'm just baffled that people actually want to come back for more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I won't read the whole thing because it's about four paragraphs. Um, and it's very detailed. Like this guy knows what knows what he's doing. But anyway, so I'll I'll summarize the first three and then I'll read the last one. But he's it's this is all about Akira Kurosawa's Rashomon, mm-hmm. uh, and he says that he feels that it is not only essential to, to cinema history for its varying perspectives, amongst other things, but also that it should be essential viewing for law students who are reviewing criminal charges and varying eyewitnesses' accounts mm-hmm. because it's showing you, okay, well, this can be contradictory here with this statement, there, that statement, blah, blah, blah. Um, and so it's... Well, they hardly use eyewitness accounts anymore. Because of that lady who did that study well, I learned about in AP Psychology. Well, still. Oh, yeah, that one. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm talking about? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I can guess uh, probably what the content has to do with, which is eyewitness. <clears throat> I mean, the more the further removed you are from the fact, the more likely that... Yeah, no, she, sh- she showed a bunch of people. Yeah, I don't know, whatever. Anyway, so yeah, he says it's um, it should be viewed by them to kind of get a be- better under- understanding. But So I'll read the last paragraph here. So... Ooh, hot mic. So, uh, in addition to the lessons rendered by the story, I think it very interesting to ponder and discuss the story writing and filmmaking methods Kurosawa deployed to create his tour de force, Rashomon. I think it positively uh, instructs or instructive to those who hope to stand on Kurosawa's shoulders in their efforts to produce new masterpieces. If you three are not now sufficiently versed in the work of, of the master, please do yourselves... <laughs> And your and your listeners, no, it gets better. And your listeners, a favor to catch up. Uh, then tell us your your perceptions of what you will identify as the salient techniques you see in creating Rashomon and uh, story and film. What does, does the paper teach, do? Does this guy teach cinema? Is he? What is... No, hang on. This is the last great line here. Okay, so if you think my, I'm writing to my veneration. Of Akira Kurosawa, kindly forgive me. <laughs> ignore, Aww. ignore, ignore my uh, suggestion and forget I asked. Um, keep up the good Aww. work. Ciao from Vermont. So <laughs> that's just 
a little taste of... He should have his own podcast. Yeah, no, really. Yeah, seriously. Um, <laughs> We're not laughing because it's, it's just really well written. Yeah, it's like incredible. <laughs> for like a listener question, this is like... I mean, it's very in-depth. I mean, it feels, it feels like a disservice for you guys to be laughing at it. Like, Garrett, no, I hope you don't think they're laughing at you. No, they're not laughing at That's what we're saying, though. This is just, like, so in-depth. <laughs> like, I, like I, I got home last night, and I saw this in my inbox. I was like, oh, uh, Garrett. You know, I, <laughs> I was like, that's nice. I saw it was, like, five paragraphs. I was like, okay, let's do this. I'm laughing because it's like, if you... <laughs> But yeah, it's like it's if you it's, have well, it's much more. In Kurosawa. But like yeah. this is the thing that I would I would think to get an email from a professor about. Yeah. Like here. Well, that's <laughs> what I'm thinking is he's got to be teaching <laughs> cinema somewhere because I mean questions like that you don't just like up. Oh, it's just off the top of my head. Yeah. Like this Some is the people end of, like that. This is like the end of year essay I would have to write. So well, first of all, thank you for sending this and taking so much care to write. Maybe he's trying to get us to write his. Yeah, paper. yeah, maybe he's getting ideas from us. So. Mm, um, so <laughs> Brandon, yeah, yeah, but Brandon, I'll let you read the rest okay. later. Uh, but so, well, I mean, I I am a fan of Rashomon. It's not my favorite Kurosawa film. Yeah, and me there either. Are a lot I still haven't seen yet, but yeah. um, so I do need to catch up, as he as he says. I guess you do. Yeah. I mean, I just love all Kurosawa films. Yeah, yeah. everyone I've seen it like he's a lot. He's the best. He's just top notch. He's, he's the numero uno. He's he is the, the master. Kid. Cat's pajamas. <laughs> and he, he hand watercolored all of his um, storyboards. Really? Every single frame. Wow. Yeah, he's a so cool. That I did not know. The coolest, coolest um, guy around. But yeah, so, I mean, I think it is, would be an interesting thing to show in a law class. I mean, I think it's, it is important in that way to show how contradictory eyewitnesses can affect yeah. a case and recounting of events and yeah. difference in perspective can obviously have a very different I mean there's a lot of issues with that having to do with you know cognitive framing and um, veracity of, of recall given you know distance in terms of time and yeah well there's all kind kinds of, of stuff so. going on yeah all kinds of gears are turning <laughs> yeah so uh, well first of all thank you again Gareth uh, this is I mean, awesome the, the problem is I've tried I've tried this before when I, I used to teach a conflict class when I was a teaching assistant at UGA I taught a class on conflict and of course we discussed the Cold War and issues like mutually assured destruction uh, and parity power parity balance of power all these you know various concepts that had to do with the Cold War and so I'd show my class my absolute favorite film of all time not Blade Runner <laughs> Doctor Strangelove mm. Uh, my favorite teacher showed that to us as well. Or how I learned to stop worrying about the bomb. And as soon as you turn on the film, the class looks at it, and I mean, they, oh, they just they just tune out. Oh, it's black and white. Yeah, I did tune out. Oh, I have to actually it, pay attention so and see you know. see where the themes are that we've discussed in class that I've read about in these books. So it's a good idea, but in practice, actually, I mean, maybe. Law students would be a bit. I mean, more. if this is like a grad class or something. Yeah, well, that's the thing. An is amazing I would think movie. Rashomon. Yeah. I mean, not that Doctor Strangelove is. Well, like Doctor Strangelove is an amazing movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, I think it is. I think it's essential for for cinema students, and then also I think for some law students, it would be helpful. I think it would be good for law students, but whether or not they are able to to draw the depends on the class. In terms of, age, yeah. age in the class. Well, I mean, so something like this. Yeah. I, the vast, I think, again, you know, my, my, my understanding of law school is limited. I have worked as a paralegal, but uh, 
but from what I understand as uh, from what I understand of law court cases where you've got eyewitnesses who have to who have to testify that's such a, a small fraction of classes like you'll never see anything like that in uh, like intellectual property laws or things mm-hmm. like that. a lot of these a lot of these cases simply do not go to court yeah uh, they're settled out of court mediation or whatever some sort of settlement I don't know but a lot of these things don't go to court and so uh, maybe if somebody were intending to be a trial lawyer, uh, a prosecutor, or a uh, defense attorney, or whatever, maybe it might be pertinent then. Anyhow, that's the legal side of things. In terms of the pedagogy side of things, whether or not anybody actually watches these things, pays attention, is able to draw the parallels and, and apply them within the context that you want, that's a whole other thing. Uh, frankly, everybody should just go watch these films because they're spectacular films. Yeah. yeah. But it does speak to the, well, to me anyway, to get artsy-fartsy. Get, do it. The, the point and the value of movies is to communicate, you know, out Something. to everyone. A message. So, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, it, it yes. would make sense that a film would be good for law students to watch if it depicts something necessary. Mm-hmm. Especially if you think about it uh, from a different culture. It's kind of yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, important. It's very, it is very important. Et cetera, et cetera. And it's well put together. It's probably more entertaining than like the usual what they do. Garbage. Hollywood garbage. Yeah. No, I meant in law class. Oh. Law class? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Law school. Law, well, what is, what is it? I'm going to law class now. I go to the law class. <laughs> <laughs> Here at Harvard. Oh, what is it they use? The, the Socratic method? My dad took cl- law classes at Harvard. Oh, did he? Wow. Yeah, he's an idiot. <laughs> he just does a bunch of random crap for no reason. He's, he's like Buster from Arrested Development, except really smart. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, what is it they use? In, in the, they use the Socratic method, I think, is, is the yeah. approach to pedagogy that they use for, for law school, which is they you throw out hypothetical situations and then uh, employing the knowledge that the students have, they try to put together a correct answer, uh, which is something I tried to do with a lot of my classes, but a lot of times it just sort of fell flat. So, mm-hmm. um, but I don't know. I guess it could be useful as as a as a tool in terms of trying to you know okay, if you look at this crime in Rashomon, how would you weed out? The yeah. various testimonies, the various conflicting testimonies. What mm-hmm. would you do if these people were on the stand? What would your response be? So I guess, in that sense, it could be a useful teaching tool. I think so. Totally, for many mm-hmm. reasons. Yeah. Uh, now I want to go watch Rashomon, because yeah. I can't remember what the actual conclusion of the film is. I don't remember either. Also, with like, Kurosawa, you know that the movies are deeply cared about yes. whilst mm-hmm. they're being created. Yes. So like, it's probably... So I think it'd be totally relevant for like a law class. We should do a, a cure. Uh, yes, let's each pick one. Okay. I already have mine. You guys can fight over Tom Cruise. Is that Dreams? Maybe. With Martin Scorsese. Yeah. Scorsese. Maybe. Scorsese. <laughs> Scorsese. Yeah. Scorsese. Right. Marty. 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 Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so thanks. I mean, thank you again. So I mean, and <laughs> listeners, feel Henry's free. Henry's in love. I don't blame you. He cares. That's nice. Yeah. yeah. That, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I mean, so feel free to send us more stuff or any other listeners who... Tell us what grade you ended up getting on the paper. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully No, I helped. mean, I love questions like this. It's just... It's just... 
I want to read this and really ruminate on it. It's yeah. a problem, and we mm-hmm. can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. With the limited time. Yeah, I can't remember the question at all. If was there even a question? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> it was more of a statement. More of a statement. A proclamation. A very a manifesto. Long a manifesto. Yeah. But very eloquent. Yeah. Yeah. Very well written. So and we a appreciate little, it. A little uh, challenging. Mm, just not like that. Like he challenged, like asking us enough. if we know enough. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Which you know, fair enough. Yeah. So, uh, hopefully that answer answers it. Uh, as best we can. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so, uh, alright, so next one, I'm gonna leave the name off until the end, because I think it's a, it's a funny name. Is it Katie? No, it's oh. not Katie. It's a good Twitter, uh, Twitter name. Oh, good. So he says, and actually this one is kind of another, uh, deep one, so yeah, just be careful. Okay. So, prepare. <laughs> be careful. <laughs> All these people sort of pouring out their hearts and their ideas and their thoughts. Thank yeah. you so you much, guys, though. You yeah. guys just keep laughing at them. Yeah. No, Nobody's gonna send us anything okay, anymore. <laughs> First of all, I laugh when I'm nervous. Okay. As you probably know by now. Okay. Henry definitely laughs. And I laugh because Chloe's laughing. Yeah, and he laughs at me laughing, but I laugh when I'm nervous or when I'm like thinking. Whenever so basically Chloe's, all the time. Whenever Chloe starts laughing, I laugh. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't matter what it is. Okay. <laughs> so I don't mean it's nice. It's like a joyous, it's a it's a cry of laughter. Yeah. Okay. Well, something like that. You'd be terrible at the gong show, Henry. Yeah. At the what? The gong show. What's that? You've never seen the Gong Show? No, but I'd kill it. Oh no, you wouldn't. Yeah, I would. If it's, I hey, if I get in the zone. It's I'll a show where contestants go out. If I remember it correctly, maybe I'm thinking of another show. It's an old show from like the '60s or '70s game show. People would go out, and somebody would, they would have performers go out and just do just inane, goofy shit. Yeah. And the contestant lost if they laughed. I'd kill it. You have no idea. I'd be good. So Braden would be I mean Braden would win if it was between us. Henry would be out first. I'd be second. I'd take a good minute, but it'd really be no competition, Braden would win. I am a soulless automaton. Automaton. I think that's how it might I am, go in I am a, dead on the inside. In a horror movie. Uh Alright. So uh Dear the Film Buds Trio. Uh I had a double question for you. Feel free to answer either or both. Or if, neither. Or neither. Yeah, you should, yeah, they, yeah, you should have put that at the end. Uh, if aliens come to the Earth, what films would you want to show them that would best show the human condition? Aww. Or, or, or species as a whole? The human condition? Or... Like, yeah, the like, human condition is my favorite thing in the like, whole world. Like, like human beings, like what we are. The human condition. Much. But here, but here, let me, let me. You get a very twisted sense of humanity for the films that I would want to show. Yeah. I would show. Well, okay, go ahead. Uh, and he says, second, if you had kids, what films would you show them first to introduce them to cinema? Thanks so much for the podcast. Listen to it on my daily jogs from The Wrath of John. The Wrath of John. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, which which part should we answer first here? We I guess first, the question. The, the alien one. The alien one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of in terms of the beauty of the human soul. I would absolutely show faces places the first the first thing I would show hmm. is faces places. He loves faces. Love I really do. I mean, it's it was it was just such a remarkable film. I watched it and I went. It, it totally went left turn from my expectation expectations, hmm. which was nice. Uh, but even so, even if I'd not gone on gone in to watch this with any kind of expectations that were built up, it just it's just such a Fun, beautiful. They just just people going out and talking, 
and enjoying humanity and reveling in and and how wonderful just people are that's which nice. is nice that being said some of the other films i would show uh, absolutely dr strange love yeah because i mean obviously you know very interesting commentary on on conflict and sort of these these conflicts of ideology that occur out there um Oh, jeez, there's a lot of other films that... Um, I think I should... Uh, I forget who the director is, but an Iranian guy, he did... He's got a new one coming out called The Insult, uh, but he did The Salesman. Oh, yeah. Um, which, you know, all of his, any of his films. Um, oh, Goodbye Solo uh, by uh, another uh, fellow who's... who's he's, he's Iranian-American in descent. Ibrahim... Ibrahim... He did it any price. Goodbye Solo. Mm. Um, oh God, his films are masterful. I would show, absolutely show Goodbye Solo. I think I'd show Failure to Launch. <laughs> Failure to Launch. <laughs> uh, no, uh, Failure to Launch. So I mean, hmm. I mean that's a tough question. I mean, I'd probably show The Master. <laughs> of course, of course. Mm. Maybe Rango. Yeah, Rango. <laughs> uh, hmm. The one that came to mind, and I feel like a really boring person at this point on this show, because I just reference the same movies over and over again. So that's like, what we all do. That's we all true. Do. Well, I, I mean, it's hard to. I'm, I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, Chloe. It's just. Oh, that's okay. But no, I, I, I know where you're coming. It's hard to distance you in certain points into. Films will leave an indelible mark on people. Exactly. And they, they tend to gravitate back yeah. towards those films because of the impact that they that's have. That's true. And so. And so there's there's a whole universe of spectacular films out there, and so we apologize if we just keep regurgitating the same yeah. films, but it's hard to. Well, and I've seen like a like we've all seen many a movie, but yeah. just, those certain ones just really like speak really speak to you, to you. Yeah. yeah. But but also, I, I mean, it's kind of a cliched one to say, but I'd say To Kill a Mockingbird is one. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's kind of shows one. that kind of just completely kind person. Compa- and then also against, not kind against the hate, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Mine would be mine's a little different. The one that came to mind was Big Fish because it accentuates, I think, a lot of the universal um, things we go through and the traits, like the want for a more magical life, right? And then like what you actually experience versus what actually happens versus other people's experiences and then like grappling with family kind of stuff mm-hmm. and then like mortality even and then like all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Uh, the director's name, I'm sorry I couldn't remember, is okay. Raman Barani mm-hmm. and he actually went to the North Carolina School of the Arts. Oh. So he was over there and uh, his film at any price is set in Winston-Salem. At least part of it's set in Winston-Salem, and then they go to Blowing Rock, I think it is. Oh, nice! So, and it's it's a really spectacular film about an older gentleman uh, who's struggling with you know the difficulties of life, and he meets a cabbie who's from the Sudan or somewhere mm-hmm. like that, and the two of them sort of strike up this unlikely friendship, and it's a really, really beautiful, touching film. Hmm. I should um, watch it. I've never even. Oh, his films are really good. At any price is also really good. And uh, Dennis Quaid, Zac Efron. Uh, what? Yeah, seriously, <laughs> Zac Efron's in it, and he's really good. What the heck? Heather Graham's in it, although her what part weird is cast. really small. I know, right? It's a weird cast, but it's a really, really good film. It's not his best. I yeah. still think Goodbye Solo. Anyhow, 
I mean, just some of these films, I would, sh- I would show them just to show the complexity of the human condition, you know, all of the master at any price, faces, places. Uh, and then there are other films that I would show to show human interaction sort of on a global scale and, and right. the difficulties and, and, and horridness that, that oftentimes ensues with this, which would be the films from the, that other director. Uh, he's gonna, The one coming out now is The Insult, but, I mean, any of these other films, you know, you could even put Schindler's List on there, speaking yeah. of Spielberg. But, uh, but Dr. Strangelove, um, I mean, just so many. I know there are so many. Films. Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Oh, yeah. Pee Wee's Big Adventure. <laughs> oh, yeah. You could do a, well, full disclosure, haven't actually seen it. What just came to mind was Inside Out. <laughs> Inside Out, that's a good one. People actually. love that. That's a good yeah. one. Maybe Eternal point. Sunshine. Yeah. Could do. Big one. Well, Eternal that'd be Sunshine crazy, of the Spotless but... Mind. Yeah. I love that film. That would really <laughs> confuse the aliens. Confuse the absolute <laughs> shit out of them. Let's show them Cowboys vs. Aliens. <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't we show them Mother? Yeah, exactly. Oh, Jeez, please. They'll be like, yeah, we're out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks. No, if I was an See alien and I saw that, I'd be like, good Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If it was a TV show, I'd probably do. Yeah, and they would have just learned who that was. I would have done that. Sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah, they would have said that. Yeah. <laughs> I would have. Yeah. Uh, maybe like the Twilight Zone. It's dark, but every episode's got a got an important theme and message. Mm. So, some about aliens. That one of my favorite ones is where it's like this old Mexican town, mm. and an alien comes, and everyone hates him except this little boy. Mm. It's really good, and he cause he like he like has the cure to like the world in his hands, and they kill him. So they yeah. That reminds, me of a, like, that reminds me of a book I, I had that I absolutely loved as a child called, I don't know if this is actually based on an old uh, Chinese fairy tale myth, no. but it was called Everyone Knows What a Dragon Looks Like, mm. and it was set around the time of the Mongol hordes, and they were building the Great Wall, and so there was a little village up in the northern area near the Mongol border, the, uh, the border with Mongolia. And so they were afraid of the Mongol hordes coming in and sweeping over them. And so they offered up various prayers and, 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 and uh, uh, offerings in order to entice a dragon to come in and protect the village. Sounds like a great wall. And, uh, Does it? Well, yeah. there's a, one day an old man... I'd show him that. Old man shows up uh, claiming to be a dragon and nobody, nobody at all believes him except one little boy who's an orphan whose yeah. job is to make, maintain sort of the village and sweep the wall and this kind of thing, right? And so this one little kid, you know, takes him in and feeds him. He doesn't have anything, but he feeds him some of his rice gruel and, and offers him, you know, a roof over his head. Uh, meanwhile, you know, all the big fancy counselors with their huge mansions and all this money and stuff, so you're just you're just a fat little old man and we're not going to... You know, you you're not a dragon. Mm-hmm. Dragon wouldn't like dragons are grand and fierce and strong yeah. and intelligent and blah 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 blah. So they have these preconceptions of what a dragon looks like. And it turns out, of course, that the fat little old man in fact is a dragon and saves the village, but only because of the kindness shown him by the and so it's funny that you go. say this X Files story because it sounds exactly like <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> yeah. It's illustrated by Maurice Sendak who Oh, the King. Are. I've never yeah. heard of this book. 
I have to look it up now. Yeah. Did you ever see that documentary about him? Marie Sendai? Yep. No. Pretty good. Good huh. stuff. What was the other question? What would I show to my children? Yeah. Yeah. To introduce them to film. Have y'all heard, have y'all, either of you seen, uh, The Great Wall? No. Have you heard my famous accent in this? No. He has an accent? Oh, yeah. Brutal. Play a clip. Let's. You know what I think? I think you're afraid. You said that this morning. <laughs> and yet, <laughs> here I am. <laughs> What's this supposed what, to be? What is that supposed to be? show them to first introduce them to cinema. I, Mad Max Fury Road. That's cinema. Yeah, you show your toddler. Heck yeah. I would, Get them early. <laughs> I'd have to go classic. I'd go for like the... Because that's, I guess, what I... they're probably going to be bored, though. I wasn't bored. And those were the first movies I watched. Because you're an enigma. So, well, my kids will be two. My right. parents are freaks also. It's, it's just going to keep going. It's called being a Jew, by the way. But okay. yeah. No, all the... <laughs> Let's see. No, all the yeah, all the old movies, like the fresh Ginger Rogers movies and stuff. That's good. I, I love them. Hat, top hat would be good. I know. Yeah, uh, Singing in the Rain and a lot of that stuff. No, I, think I mean in terms of like a six-year-old or five-year-old. I, that's what I did when I'm I was sure five and did. six. I'm sure you did. Because I you're mean, amazing. I would one of the absolute. I'm not first... saying I'm amazing. It's a fact. It's factual. Those those are the movies I watched when I was little. One of the absolute first films I would probably show them would be Goonies. And Pee-wee's yeah. Big Adventure, actually, that's another one. That's, that's another one. Pee-wee's Big Adventure is fun. I'm not fun. doing that to my children for a good minute. Why? Why? Because it's Pee-wee's? scary. It's not scary. Pee-wee's is Big Adventure isn't scary. Yes, it is. How? Is, uh, it, is it a horror film to you? It used to terrify me. I used to be so scared of it. Because uh, you didn't want to lose your bike? or? <laughs> that's a good one. Yep. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean... The classics. A lot of the classics. I mean, Top Hat would be a good one. The Ginger Rogers one. All yeah. the British Ginger Rogers movies. Um, Eight, maybe, well, nine out of ten. Uh, get some Hitchcock in there, like. Uh, well, I mean, what there's Hitchcock. Are you gonna show your child? Window. You're the worst. No, I this. wouldn't show my kid I didn't any see Hitchcock. Rear Window till I was oh, like eleven. Some like it hot. That'd be a good one. There's many to choose from. This is what's so nice about the old movies. They were just kind of, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, uh, if you're doing something like that. Wizard of Oz. Taxi driver. Ugh. Yeah, taxi driver. <laughs> On the waterfront. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All so. the big, big time old ones. We'll raging Bull. We'll go Raging Bull. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah that'd be a good one. <laughs> we'll show yeah. Raging Bull and then The Intern. Mm-hmm. Just a, or Dirty but, Grandpa. Really, dirty Grandpa. That's <laughs> He's really gone sure. downhill. I hate to think about well, it. Well, he was in a... Full of paycheck. He was in a, something good recently. Creed. No, he wasn't even green. He wasn't green. Um, He did a film a few years back, Stone, with Edward Norton and Mila Jovovich. That's old. That was a long time ago. That's not a long time. It was like two or three years ago. No, it was more. Yeah. Well, he was good in Joy. Yeah, he was. And he was also in uh, Silver Linings Playbook. Yeah, and American Hustle. Yeah. 
You're, you're ridiculous, Chloe. <laughs> uh, okay, so yeah, hopefully that answers the question. Um, um, I feel like there are other films that I should mention. We'll I mean, Goonies is, is just one, but uh, I'll have to... Well, let, me, think, let me think on it. I'll read it and you can think of, think of others. Uh, so this one is from Julian in Detroit. So he says, Hi, all. I don't mean to say I don't like the show's structure, because I really do. But I was... Uh, what one, structure? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good point. But I was wondering if you had any ideas for p- potential new segments. You seem to like the rapid-fire questions, so maybe something have something like that in every show, or maybe even do a short extra show every once in a while, or just discuss all the trailers that are happening no matter what. <laughs> um, just some ideas. Love the film buds no matter what, Julian. Oh, I love you too, Julian. <laughs> That's um, what I'm saying. We can have the uh, videos. Yeah, but... I, you can put them on... I mean, I guess one thing is we could do, at some point, do, like, a live commentary. Yeah, that's what we should but do. But also, I don't know if you'd need That'd video. Be long, I guess. I don't know if you'd need video for that. That's true. We'd just be sitting there. That's true. <laughs> you know, looking <laughs> weird, like... <laughs> so, I mean, that one, we could do, like, an audio co- commentary of a film, something. Mm-hmm. Maybe Mother. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Yeah, that'd be funny. <laughs> that actually, oh, that actually I'd like that. Funny. You know what, what, what I'd show a kid to help first introduce him to film? Loving Vincent. Oh, yeah, that'd Aww. be a good one. That's a good one. I mean, it's good beautiful, one. it's animated, it's fun to watch. I mean, obviously, you know, oh, Pixar films, that kind of thing. Yeah, those, those are pretty standard fare. That's, Coco! That's, <laughs> right? I mean, any, all, any of those Pixar Story. films, Toy Story, Curse Coco, Story. Inside Out. I was never allowed to watch any of those. Really? Well, it's not that I wasn't allowed, it was not an option. <laughs> I don't know if that's I mean, the, the, the thing is, I, yeah, I hate admitting it, because they're, they're a juggernaut, but they're good films. They're really yeah. spectacular films, especially for a child to watch. My mom just didn't want me getting... I guess I'm talking more about Disney movies. Mm. Yeah. But. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, I, I think at some point we could do like an audio commentary of a film, or maybe we could do an Oscar thing, I don't know, we can figure it out. Uh, so that's a potential thing. We could do some type of rapid fire thing. We can all have rapid fire questions. We can make a list of ten to give them. That'd be a good one. Yeah, we could do that maybe, I don't know. Yeah, I guess every week or once every other week or something. Uh, Oh, that's funny. I was just talking about Goonies and one of these weird random things that comes up on IMDb is the tragic real life story of the man who played Sloth. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. That's that's sad. Uh, But, yeah, so I mean, we'll We'll think of something. I think maybe in the next few weeks, maybe we can start incorporating a new segment. Uh, and if anyone else has any, any ideas, feel free to let us know. Gareth. Gareth, yeah. You can send us an, an essay. Of... Gareth needs to cut back on the ideas. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh... Too many deep thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done with school. Don't make me think yeah. deep anymore. Uh, so, yeah, we'll we'll probably think of something. At least, if, if even if it's not a routine or recurring thing, we can at least maybe incorporate some new segment for something so well well said thank you (laughs) uh okay yeah so that's all the emails we got so thank you again to everybody appreciate it uh all right so we can do our picks of the week chloe you got it (laughs) Uh, wait i have one it's not good but i also forgot it so give me a second so you don't okay so i mean i'll i'll start off i've watched a Watch, I've watched a few things. Rewatched School of Rock. Great, oh, amazing. Jack, Jack yeah. Black's performance is like one of the most underrated comedic performances yeah. of all time. I, 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 I like Jack Black. I've only yeah. loved Jack Black. Yeah, He's I do fun. 
uh, my best friend Kaylee and I got tickets to, well, somebody gave us tickets to see it at DPAC, and the guy they cast as him was literally, like, they just did, like, a Jack Black contest, like, look-alike contest. Mm. Mm. But, yeah, his performance in it is amazing. It's mm. really funny. Um, it's, it's inspired, and, and it's all about the passion him. of love of music and I love watching Jack Black in anything. He's just yeah. fun. It's like I think his honestly his best performance is still his Bernie Tito and Bernie. Oh god. Mm. Oh, yeah. was come up. Awesome. Love oh, yeah. that film. It's good in that. But um School of Rock was the first movie Jim ever took me to. Really? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Mm. But yeah, it's uh, a great film. Oh jeez, what was I just gonna say? What was the film he did with Ben Stiller? Nobody knows. Tropic Thunder? No, 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 no. Night at the Museum. No, 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 no. Oh, no, he's no. amazing, Tropic Thunder. I forget. I forgot that they. Yeah, he's amazing. The both of them are amazing. I love Tropic Thunder. Uh, no, there was a film that came out several years ago, and Jack Black plays this guy who's sort of down on his luck, and he invents this this spray. Do you remember? That this? actually sounds vaguely familiar. Now he invents a spray where you spray it on dog poop, and the dog poop vanishes, just disappears. I'm and he becomes like stupendously wealthy, <laughs> and he lives right next door to Ben Stiller's character. Yeah. Who Ben Stiller's character is just down on his luck and just having just an awful time. Uh-huh. Can't make ends meet and all this kind of stuff. And hmm. God, what is it? What does he make disappear? Dog, ben Stiller or yeah, Jack Black? Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller doesn't make anything. Ah, shucks. <laughs> Mine is Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, the new one. Say again. Queer Eye for the Straight oh, Guy. Oh, on Netflix. The old, you know, yeah. was an old show, mm. and now it's back. And it's every episode I cry. Okay. I laugh and I cry every episode. I haven't said that in a long time. Okay. Every episode I laugh and I cry. Yeah, right. it's on Netflix. There are eight of them. All right. It's so good. All right. I am low-key in love with one of them. Obviously, he's gay, so I'm not going right. to work out. But also, he's kind of annoying. Okay. <laughs> okay so, uh, the other thing I rewatched was 50-50, which is amazing. Yeah. It's really funny. And also, the, the, the drama in it is very effective. And Gordon-Levitt is that'd great. That'd be a good one to show the aliens. Yeah, that'd be a good one. Seth Rogen's great. Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard's good. Uh, awesome underrated movie. Cast. And they just put it on Amazon Prime. Oh, really? Yeah. I should watch it again. I haven't seen it in a hot minute. <clears throat> yeah. What is this? 50-50? 50-50. With Joseph Gordon-Levitt? He's Seth got Rogen? cancer. Oh, you, you'd like Oh, it. the Me. one, yeah, yeah. he did with uh, Seth Rogen. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That's supposed to be really good. It's I really, should watch it's, it's it. It's on Amazon Prime. You'd, I think you'd really like it, actually, Brayden. Yeah. And then, um, also, then I've just been watching the Olympics that are going on right now, which have been... That's your pick of the week, is the Olympics? Well, my, Why not? It's well, the Olympics. Well, my, well, what's, what's, my, Olympics? what's my third pick? I mean, it's not okay, like this Okay, fair enough. Um, but, yeah, like, last night, uh, Sean White did got the gold for snowboarding. It was, it was like... the 100th for the country. I don't know. But, anyways, it's... Uh, <laughs> Just an awesome. All the snowboarding has been great. Like I, I guess we've kind of sweeped all the snowboarding ones. Like the seventeen-year-old kid swept. Did I say sweep? Yep. Swept. Swept that. Oh yeah, he's so cute. Oh my god, he was so excited. Yeah, seventeen-year-old like got it for the gold, and then the other seventeen-year-old girl got it for the uh, shit. She Willikers. <laughs> got it for another one of the snowboarding challenges, and so or events. And so we, the Americans have kind of been killing the... You right there? I'm not protesting the Olympics. I just can't be late again. <laughs> oh, okay. So, <laughs> so yeah. bye. Well, Chloe, Bye-bye. somebody has to leave here. Uh, sorry, I've 
completely forgot you had to do that. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> um, okay, so I everyone, mean, I know what the egg we'll say bye to Chloe right now. Bye, bye Chloe. Bye, Brandon. Have a good uh, next 20 minutes of talking Woo-hoo. about the Olympics. Hang on, Chloe. Yeah, so Chloe had to leave us, unfortunately, to go to her work, I guess, or maybe her teaching teaching class. Not really sure. Uh, she's mysterious in that way but yeah so been watching the winter olympics a lot like the speed skating is great snowboarding skiing even the figure skating which i'm not really a fan of figure skating but it's awesome to watch um like just the talent and yeah concentration involved with that is insane yeah and so it's, it is i mean all of the olympians obviously put in a considerable amount of time and yeah and i was gonna make jokes about other countries need to really pick up their pot smoking teenager quotient if they want to be <laughs> snowboarding yeah. but uh i mean even even that being said all of the olympians mm. all of them um even the pot smoking teenage snowboarders <laughs> have put in a lot of time mm-hmm. i mean they obviously love their sport they've put in a lot of time to to perfect it and that's why they're competing on the olympic stage mm-hmm. and so i really wish i could watch but we don't have tv at my place damn so yeah damn uh, uh yeah so if you have cable it's on i guess i think nbc so check that out even if you're not a huge sports fan fan give it a look because yeah. you'll be surprised how compelling it is i want to watch. watch it for the hockey but then again, I don't know. I don't know if the NHL takes off part of the season in order to accommodate the Olympics or what. Yeah, because if they don't, then it's going to be. Well, you'd see probably a lot of the really good youth. But then again, I mean, most hockey players, especially particularly ones coming out of like Scandinavia and places like that, they really get in super super early. Mm-hmm. So even even if it's not professional time, I don't know. Anyhow, I really want to watch the hockey. Mm-hmm. is my point. Uh, I'm going to have to figure out somewhere that I can watch that. Because I've tried watching on my computer, and every time I try to watch even just basic Olympic stuff on the computer, it always asks you, what's your, what's your, what's your account? Do you, have, do you have an account with a cable company? And I'm like, no. I have internet, but, you know, I don't have TV, so. Yeah. <sighs> Issues. Yeah. Issues. But, but uh, but yeah, so that's that's going until the twenty fifth, I think. So even if you haven't seen anything until now, you still got plenty of time. So, but yeah, so Brandon, what have you been watching? Anything? Um, two things really stick out in my mind. I haven't really been watching too much else. I've started watching uh, the Alienist. Oh yeah. Uh, that was actually a book that I read many years ago. I think back when I was a teenager, I read it. Um, and it was sort of a gripping, interesting look at you know early forensic psychology uh you had this guy who's an alienist which was again an early form of, of psychologist this was back when psychology you know the study of people's minds was still sort of basically considered quackery um but uh i like it i like all my strange procedural dark you know i, I like watching the law and order and all those sorts of things and that's on tnt right it's yeah, it's on TNT, and I quite like it. It hasn't really gotten huge critical praise. I don't know if it'll last beyond this first season, mm-hmm. but I like the tone. I think the production value is spectacular. Uh, the acting, I think, is well. The the lead guy who Luke, plays Luke Evans. Yeah, he's pretty good. Uh, but some of the other uh, there's a young woman in it who, who 
plays a lead role. And I don't know whether it's the, just the dialogue, because the dialogue is set, you know, late 1800s in New York. And so the dialogue is sort of a little stilted in terms of it's not modern. And so it's very sort of high-flung language. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know, the delivery just seems a little off, uh, her in particular and some mm-hmm. of the other people. But, um, but I do appreciate the production values. And the story itself is compelling, even if the dialogue again seems a little stilted. Yeah. Uh, Have you seen the Nick? Rot. Was no. Uh, yeah, you should. I haven't. I've heard. That. Yeah. Steve Soderbergh directs all the episodes. Oh, really? Yeah. And then oh. Cliff Martinez does the score. Oh. Like who did uh, Contagion? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you should. You, you should watch that. It's awesome. I should. I should. I guess I should because yeah. I've heard a lot of. I heard uh, a lot of buzz around the neck. Yeah, it's good. But I don't know really what it's about. Yeah. So. And I didn't realize Soderbergh was actually attached to it, which, which that's the other bit of news. Maybe did I bring it up last week? Unsane? What the I, I think, I think you brought it up, but we don't really talk about it. But I think they just released a clip from it today. But uh, yeah, so I don't know when that comes out exactly. I'm, but. I'm not sure about that. I mean, yeah. after Logan Lucky, which was such a spectacular film, and then going to making Unsane, which, yeah. you know, I appreciate his the breadth of what he can do in terms of filmmaking, mm-hmm. the genres that he can do. But, I don't know. Uh, the whole, is it reality? Is it not reality? Who knows what's mm-hmm. going on? Uh, getting tired of it. Yeah. Um, we'll have to see. Point is, uh, I didn't know Soderbergh was attached to Nick, maybe I should go watch it. But The Alienist is the, is the first thing that I've watched. And the other one, uh, everybody should go out and watch the Oscar shorts. Oh, yeah. Uh, I haven't seen the live-action ones yet. That's on the, on the docket. I intend to watch that as soon as I can. Um, but I did have the chance to watch the uh, the animated shorts, which were wonderful. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, I mean, they were all just spectacularly done. There were two French ones that I thought were outstanding. Uh, the first one, Negative Space, because it was it's stop-motion animation, which it's very rare to see stop-motion these days. Everybody seems to work almost exclusively in uh, CG, mm-hmm. which CG is marvel, but... Stop motion rocks. Yeah, <laughs> nobody does stop motion anymore, and it's so spectacular to watch, and it's such a wonderful sort of nostalgic throwback, and the, the, the effort that goes into these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched a little brief clip on uh, Leica Studios, mm-hmm. and what they did for Kubo and the Two Strings, Yeah, and... Man, just the workmanship, the attention to detail, the effort that goes into this stuff. And there was a there was a documentary on Ardman Ardman Animations uh, that does Wallace and Gromit. They did the Pirates. Um, they've got another film coming out very soon called yeah. Early Man. Yeah. Um, I love them. I watched this documentary on them and, and it did their whole history, which was really cool. But uh, a lot of the behind the scenes in terms of the stuff, the the effort that they put into creating even just the, the, the shortest of, of vignettes like the Wallace mm-hmm. and Gromit little Wallace and Gromit shorts but then full scale films like, like Chicken Run mm-hmm. which was actually stop motion uh, Pirates was CG which was a bit of a letdown but I don't know if Early Man is CG or I think it's stop motion mostly stop motion is it? but Sean not, not entirely sure Sean, and Sean of the Sheep that they did which was great oh yeah <laughs> um, but uh Anyhow, French French short negative space, which was just heart wrenching. Um, I mean, it's amazing how much emotion and humanity they can fit into such a short 
animated thing. Yeah. Uh, it's just hard. <clears throat> it was beautiful. Everybody should go watch it. Mm. Beautiful. Uh, and then Garden Party, which was CG, but the story, how the story unfolds, is awesome. And how they tell it is awesome. Yeah. There's no dialogue. There's no storyboards, narration, nothing. It's just frogs in a garden, and things go from there, and it's just captivating to watch. Hmm. You do have to have a bit of a strong stomach for the finale. There's no disgusting violence or anything like that, but there, it, it, it's you have to sort of brace yourself. You, you see where it's leading, but you still have to sort of brace yourself for the finale, but mm-hmm. it's, it's utterly captivating. Hmm. Um, Pixar obviously has a, a little short in there called Lou, which I won't say too much uh too much beyond that but it's it's pixar mm-hmm. it's really good <laughs> um and then there's another one um there's a british one called revolting rhymes which is based on a book by roald Dahl, where he sort of mashes up and modernizes various fairy tales mm-hmm. little red riding hood uh snow white and the seven dwarves um uh big bad wolf and the three little pigs uh, he just sort of mashes all these things together and puts them in a modern setting and says, what would happen if, you know, Little mm-hmm. Red Riding Hood, in fact, came across a gun? Uh, or if Snow White moved to the city and took up residence with the dwarves, which are, in fact, in this retelling, uh, all retired jockeys who have a betting problem. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that was really the only one. Uh, it was still really charming and clever and really obviously very, very much Oscar-worthy, but it was still... That's really the only one that sort of dragged at times. Mm. It's very long compared to the other things, which are, you know, five, ten minutes. Uh, this one was probably 30 minutes, maybe mm. 40. Oh, so that was uh, a bit of a... Um, Slog. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it slowed down at times. Um, and then there's another one, which was actually produced by Kobe Bryant, and I think he put a lot of his own money into it, which was sort of uh, following his retirement, a love letter by him to basketball, which hmm. I thought was a very touching thing. Hmm. Um, and the, the, the animation is astoundingly good. He himself hmm. narrates it. Hmm. Uh, he wrote this whole thing and narrated it. And um, uh, it's really it's really astounding. And the interesting thing is it's also scored by John Williams. Oh. So go figure. Yeah. But um, uh, and then the other one, of the shorts that stood out to me was not even honorable mention, but I can't remember what it's called. It's going to drive me nuts, but I think it was Lost Property Office. It's an Australian thing, stop motion animation. Uh, really fun to watch. Um, uh, and I don't want to say too much else beyond that, other than there's a fellow, a gentleman, works at big metropolitan transit office. He loses his job, and then it's sort of the consequences that follow on from that. And rather than uh, going downhill is actually very uplifting. Hmm. So it's um, it's it's I I think it should have been nominated for an Oscar. Hmm. Just missed it, I guess. Yeah, that's a little too sad, but oh well. Yeah. But yeah, the French one's Negative Space Garden Party, spectacular. Hope one of them wins. Probably not. It's probably going to be Pixar again. But, oh, well. oh well. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I guess that's about all we got for this week's show. Uh, yeah, so Chloe uh, is gone, and sh- I'm sure she wishes everybody a 
Happy Valentine's Day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, more or less, but... Uh, yeah, so next week, definitely Black Panther, of course. There aren't many other choices there. Don't really know for a retro review yet. Maybe Creed or something, I don't know. But... Um, or maybe another Marvel film, I don't know. Um, but we'll definitely figure that out. And you can just... I'll, but I'll keep everybody updated on Facebook and Twitter. And feel free to follow us on there if you haven't already. Uh, Brayden, anything else y'all you want to mention? No, I think we covered pretty much everything. Yeah. So I, the only thing I wanted to mention was Venom because I saw that. I still don't know what the hell's going on, but you know we touched yeah. on that already. Yeah, so we'll see. Be, beat a dead horse here. Yeah. But anyways, well, we hope you enjoyed the show, and thank you so much for joining us. Um, and uh, I guess until next time, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Yeah.